Ward Podcast, episode 64, go. Cue the uh, expected, do the theme song. Do the thing. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi. Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. What's going on? It's early. Little is sl- it? Well, it's late for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is late for me. It's, uh, it's a 9 a.m. on a Wednesday. Hey, you're I, keep, into- I keep thinking today is Thursday. I've thought I've been a day behind all week. Well, across the street. Day ahead. Day behind. On day the other ahead. side of the street, on your street, it's uh, it's no parking there on Thursday because street cleaning. No, it's and- Tuesdays. Well, whatever day it is. Mm-hmm. That entire side's gone. So it made me think it was the day that was on the sign. Oh, because they moved uh, it up because of the holiday or something. I don't know if they moved it up, but no, no one's parking over there. No. Sometimes people go to work. Clearing out. <laughs> yeah, on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah, what morning. is that? Hmm. Um, so how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Great. Awesome. Drink. Yeah, oh, some come on, guys. All right. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous of Dan's coffee right Dan's, now. It's Dan's delicious. Coffee. Dan loves those 7-Eleven gigantic insulated cups. Are they insulated? Well, that's yeah. reusable. It's, um, it's it's, it's not, not a reusable one. It's just it's plastic. Sonic? No, that seems wasteful. It's it's recyclable. <sighs> Wash what it out. He's not what, wrong. What? Wash it out and reuse it again. Buy uh, buy one that's Democrat because it has a Democrat label on it. Buy one that's Republican and just throw that out. Throw, no, throw that one on in the any given day. No, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you're you're killing the environment. It's recyclable. I, that's what I mean. I'm just. It's just as recyclable as the paper cups that you get. I I listen, fucker. I, I don't I fucking burn it down. Burn it all down. Sweet. Okay. Starting now. Um well let's get let's get right into it. Don't even play video games? I've been playing a decent amount of video games. Ah. I've been playing Fallout 4 DLC Nuka World. Oh, how's Nuka World? I know you good. said you finished Far Harbor and uh yeah. the Automatron. Wait, can we talk about Far Harbor really quick? Farber. When Dan and I were walking the other day. <laughs> And I was like, we had this conversation on the podcast like a week before, and all of a sudden Mason's just like, oh, Far Harbor, it's like Bar Harbor. <sighs> and I just, it was and one Dan of those, just like stared I just at like me. stared at him. Like, the, thing, the thing with Mason is that it, it requires constant repetition. It does. <laughs> constant reinforcement of the was, basic idea. It was like, it was like this lightning hey, struck his brain and he finally got it. It was like, <laughs> yeah. It was. I, I felt enlightened. So, so you were playing Nuka tell World. Tell us about Nuka World. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So, Nuka World um, is not in the regular map. Uh, there is like a little terminal outlet that goes. Is that in, what that is? On goes the, into the, the left edge yeah. of the map. Yeah. 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 Um, because that's how Far Harbor works too. Uh, the only one that's in World is Automatron. And does it take you to like a? Is the theme park set within another town, or does it just like no? Take it's you just to the like gates of the park. It's literally like Disney World. It's so much like Disney World. There's so many Disney World analogs, but it's like Disney World because you're going on a monorail track. Yep. And it's like its own separate estate where there's literally nothing else surrounding it. It's just that. But you can see the walls of it from the continuous map. No, you're looking at the terminal station. Oh, is that? Okay, okay. So I mean, that's what I Because you walk in there Mm -hmm. and there's a guy. It's like, hey, I need you to reroute power to forward thrusters to the 
to the uh, terminal, mm-hmm. and then you get in there and you ride it, and it's like, hey, welcome. It's actually pretty good because they even do the analog where like the doors close, and the woman's like, please watch your hands and feet while the doors are closing, and then it says in Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> On board, let's go. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, but yeah, you get in the nuclear world. So like the whole premise of nuclear world is that it's controlled by these raiders. And so there's like the overall raider boss. And then there are three, uh, raider groups and they're called the, um, the disciples who are basically like the dark brotherhood from elder scrolls because (laughs) they're all just interested in murder and bloodshed. Then there's the operators and they're only interested in money. And they're basically like your tunnel snakes equivalent because they're all greasers what are and then the there's the oakland snakes. raiders and then what the oakland raiders yes and then there's <laughs> oakland raiders and, they're all okay about football. Football team. <laughs> and then there's the pack and they're all like animalistic whatever i think they're uh, like their boss is like i'm the alpha i'm like cool whatever <laughs> <laughs> i'm like cool you're really he's ins- like have you read the book the game and you're like oh come on man <laughs> <laughs> but the whole thing is about it's it's a, li- a lot like uh, mafia 3 where you're trying to you're you're unlocking parts of nuka world and you're signing them to the packs ah. or to the to the because the whole raider. premise is like that you faction. become a, you want to become a raider boss right you start as the raider boss yeah, okay oh so the beginning of it kind of starts like uh dead money where you have all your weapons but they throw you through this thing called the gauntlet where they've literally like put all of these traps in the beginning of the park and and their test is like okay if you get through all the gauntlet at the end you fight uh the current overboss who is this guy in a power armor suit in the bumper cars course, but his power armor suit has a chain, has a wire hooked up to the bumper car electricity set at the top of the thing. So he has an electric power armor suit that just like glows with electricity. So it's impossible (laughs) to kill him. Mm. But there's a guy who becomes one of your companions and I've been using him a lot. His name's Gage and he, uh, um, very nineties. Yes. Right there. His name is Porter Gage. Oh, wow. He uh gives high school, the guy named Gage. he gives you a uh, a squirt gun and that's how you kill him is that you shoot him with the squirt gun and that's it disables his power armor awesome. and then you shoot him regularly and then he eventually dies and then you become the overboss nice. and then it's your responsibility to like control it but you go through each park um and it's literally like Disney World so you start out in Nuka Town USA which is like Main Street and yep. then there's the Galactic Zone which is Epcot there's uh there's Dry Rock Gulch which is Frontiers Land there's uh, I forget what they call their animal kingdom equivalent, but there's an animal kingdom, and then there's like uh, kitty kingdom, which is like the little kid zone, and then there's the Nuka Cola bottling plant. So obviously it has a lot of Nuka Cola stuff in it. So there's unique Nuka Cola drinks in there that you find, and things like that. There are Nuka Cola mixing stations, which are just crafting stations where you can make your own Nuka Cola. And there's one they have that in Epcot, which is awesome. Oh really? Nice. Yeah, and yeah. you can like taste taste uh, Coke from. Like different countries of the world, and you get, can get your salty, like salty watermelon, that's cool. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Co- uh, Coca Cola, not Pepsi. <laughs> oh, we're a Pepsi family. The uh, oh. they the the first the, <laughs> the first drink you unlock in the mixing station is called Nuka Cola. It's misspelled Nuka. It's like N E W K A. You get new Coke. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It's beca- well. I didn't think of it like that. I thought it was just because people couldn't spell Nuka. Oh, no. I thought that was the joke. Nah, it's New Coke. Because one of the people we run into at the park is the woman um, from Fallout 3, who's the Nuka-Cola fan. She comes to Nuka World, and she has these special uh, spectacles that she got in like some cereal box or something that allow you to find clues in the park. And the clues eventually lead to Brad Burton's office, who Brad Burton invented Nuka-Cola, and then you get the original Nuka-Cola recipe. 
That's cool. So that's awesome. There's a subplot. I, I, I love everything I about. Through. Yeah, I want to play through it. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, so I already unlocked all the worlds, and in each park has its own like mini story, and that's they're cool. all and they're all pretty good. Um, uh, and and in like Galactic Zone, you literally go through Space Mountain. There's a part where you're like going through Space Mountain, you're wiping out all the robots because Galactic Zone is open taken by robots and things like that. And then after you unlock all those, there's like a sub story that hasn't started for me yet but you obviously you're trying to restore power main power to the park and then i'm sure that leads to something but what i have now is that you uh after you unlock all the parks you then have to go back out into the main world and you take over settlements Mm. and then assign the settlements to raider groups and i'm not I don't know how I feel about that. One, because I don't really care about the settlement system in the game. And two, I don't know if I want to go kill or kick settlers off their land. There's no like other option for I it? I don't know. I wonder if you already like, run the team. settlement, if you'd be like, hey, just fucking do it. Well, well, the way they described it to me in the quest chain is that you literally go to a settlement and you convince the people to either leave or you kill them. Hmm. So you're taking already established settlements and repurposing them for one of the raider groups. So I don't know how I feel about that, but the the what I've played so far, I really enjoyed. I think I played like five, six, seven hours of it. Nice. That's how much it was. That's a pretty big DLC. It was fun. Um, and you beat the beat Atomic Far Tron. Harbor. Beat, oh, Atomic Uh Far Harbor still has like side quests I can go back and. But you did the main do. line through it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it's it's like a mini Fallout Four main quest where it's like, all right, there's three factions. Pick a side, or don't pick a side. Bethesda's just like, all right, we need three things. We're going to have you pick one. One's evil, one's kind of evil, and one's less evil. Well, you did you read that Todd Howard interview? interview? Yeah, I like Because there's a part where he's like, yeah, you know, Fallout 4 is more combat-focused, and we have a lot of, like, self-generating quests where it's literally you going out somewhere and clearing an area. Radiant I, system. I hate that yeah. those quests. They're just so repetitive and boring. So whenever I see, like, a side quest, they assign me a side quest that seems... They mark them as radiant quests, or they have like a thing that's like it's a repeatable quest. Well, these aren't. It's like getting the batteries for the. I, yeah, I found that like loop because like I didn't realize that was a repeatable quest. So I'm yeah. like, when is the Brotherhood of Steel gonna stop asking me to get batteries? <laughs> like they have yeah. they have a hundred fucking batteries, dude. <laughs> they, it's it's it's. It, I don't think it's using that radiant system because I think there is a set amount of them. It's basically your building reputation with that faction. For um, for Far Harbor. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, in the main, like how they do the randomized right. quest, but thing. they're structured the same way. It's like go here and rescue someone, or go here like and find ra- an item. Planting the radio beacon for the. That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or so, finding the stashes for the. So that stuff. I mean, I'm sure that pads it out a significant amount, but I just mainline the whole thing. But it's cool because they make games that, like, if you if that stuff interests you somehow, it's there, and if it's not, it's not. Yeah, I think for Far Harbor, it's something like it's a main mechanic for the overall game, which is kind of a bummer, but like. I feel like Fallout 4, at least, like, you could do it if you wanted to. Uh, and I did like that they added the randomized loot in Fallout 4. I think that that created more the way that... Yeah, they, yeah, yeah like yeah. with the legendary. There's a lot of legendary creatures in uh, Nuka World. And I don't know if that's because of my level or whatever. Because it's certainly not because of my difficulty. Because it's all very easy. So, I don't know. It's all about survival. The, uh, Gotta eat. There's... So, Dry Rock Gulch, their Frontiers Land equivalent, is... Uh, it's all run by Protectrons. But they're Protectrons like in uh, Fallout New Vegas where they're cowboys. Mm-hmm. With the <laughs> See, screen? Well, well it, they're just wearing cowboy hats. Aww. But they talk like, well, howdy, partner. <laughs> they're rooting, tooting in. I need a new deputy. But what's funny is that deputy. they... There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> there is snake in boots. 
they um so the robot that you assign as the sheriff in Fallout New Vegas in the in the first town you come upon, he like gives this speech every time you walk up to is like, I'm proud to be the sheriff of error. Token not found. <laughs> and they play on that how like there's pro programmatic uh words that they can use and then there's stuff they just gave them. So the sheriff is telling you he's like, You need to go to Mad Mulligan's mind, but it doesn't say it like that because Mad Mulligan's mind is like too difficult a string for it to use. So it's pre recorded. So it's like, You need to go to Mad Mulligan's mind. <laughs> and then it just returns back to its regular speech. <laughs> or whenever it says Nuka Cola, it's like, Nuka Cola. That's awesome. I like that. Yeah. And then there's a part where you work with the bartender. He's like, I need you to give these drinks. He's also a robot to the, uh, to the patrons. Just Westworld. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're bad. They're like shitty Westworld. Yeah. Those, are, those are some of those little world-building things that I think Bethesda does so mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Um, but they give you. He gives you three bottles of Nuka Cola Wild because that's their Western equivalent. And you go around giving to the patrons, wow. and they're all skeletons because they were real people and they all died when the war started. So you just like put this bottle in front of the skeletons. I love <laughs> stuff like that. Well, that's the kind of like weird uh, macabre sense of humor that Fallout yeah. has, where it's just like this sucks. Yeah. And if your speech skill is uh, high enough, you can skip all of these stupid little mini quests they make you do. It's like, come on, just give me, just give me what. That's I need why to I progress. love. I always max out charisma first in the in the like but any yeah, game I, where you're like. I don't. I don't do. Uh, a lot. I always have pretty low charisma. Well, uh, I've I've maxed out charisma and I still couldn't beat some of oh, the speech really? uh, passes. You can say scum him if you wanted to. Yeah. There was one where I finished a quest line in Kitty Kingdom, and Kitty Kingdom is completely irradiated. So during the final speech check, I died because I had too much radiation exposure. Oh. So he's like, "You convinced me. Here, take my items, and you have unlocked this world." And I'm like, "Great!" <laughs> and like my body like freaks out and flips up. I'm like, "Great!" Now I have to do this whole fucking speech check over again. Could so always just go back and do the uh, the the Cabot House side quest and get the no get the uh thing no. to keep your i still have like up. seven of those mysterious serums oh, all right I, just I, one never, of those. yeah you're gonna go the so you you brought up the todd because you're saying that todd howard's on my house combat focus what were you trying yeah. to get or you're saying like just the game itself is that way or um it wasn't that the com it, it was their combat focused uh quests like um, i don't like to clear out this area mm -hmm. like the minuteman yeah. quests i find extremely boring the combat in the game i find fine it took me a little while to get used to it again but mm -hmm. when it's like here's a here's a new building full of ghouls kill all the ghouls yeah. okay like, but i i think that i wish that they did a better job because sometimes you go to those buildings where you clear and they have like the story that the building went through or whatever mm -hmm. and i do love that like the terminal stories like i love i love that stories. stuff and i feel like those quests got me to those sometimes but yep. i also agree that those are just like yep. like why not just tell me that hey there's something going on in that building you should go check it out like don't yeah yeah don't have to yeah. i mean they do that with the the museum of witchcraft in yep. uh, Salem, which I thought I was like, I like how they lead you down a breadcrumb trail of finding the oh the the, the like radio recording, yeah the, the recordings uh, of of what happened there, which I think is really cool. I yeah. had the itch to play Skyrim. Yeah, me too. Through like I haven't, I never um, I got pretty far in Skyrim, but I never like beat any of the. The only thing I beat oh, was really? the one where you become a werewolf. Like the, really? there, there are so many the Fighters Guild the Civil War quest line is really. Interesting. I watched him do that oh, one because you can pick so. the. Thunder God, what are they called? Civil War. Was that a DLC? No, no Civil no, War. That was the one of the main ones. So there's the main quest, yeah, which is you killing the dragons. Yeah. And then the 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 kind of backstory that's going on in the world is that there's a civil war between the Norse. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And what are they called? The Alderic Dominion. Yeah. Which what are the, the Norse finals? called? I forget. Thundercloaks. Thund yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Something ridiculous like God, that. That world was really good. Well, here's God, here's the best part about the Civil War thing. I didn't do. 
that version until I'd done all the other quest lines because it didn't really interest me. Yeah, and in the main like quest it. line, you get the ability to summon a dragon to come help you. So by the time I did the Civil War, I was pretty much just Daenerys Targaryen with a dragon like nice, like raining hellfire down upon my enemies. It was awesome. God, I loved Skyrim. I did, I did every single quest and side quest you could possibly do, with the exception of the DLC. I never did any of the DLC. I like Dark Brotherhood. I did the Dark uh, Brotherhood. Was my I did Dawn Guard. Dawn Guard was. was it was Dawn? a lot of fun. Oh, that was okay. What was the that one was a vampire for one. Oblivion? Where uh, you, there was uh, like, Shimmering Isles. Shimmering Isles was incredible. I, I forget mm-hmm. what the other ones were. The other one was like where you like you get the Crusader armor. I thought that was sweet because you uh, like one of those like tube helmets with yeah, the big yeah. cross. Nice. I love that stuff. The uh, I like how the Civil War one ends because there's a really good line and dialogue. Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, yeah. That's coming to Netflix next month. Oh hell yes. Um, it's a really good movie. When you side with the Thundercloaks and you kill basically the guy, one of the generals, um, for the other side because basically the plot is that the capital, what's the capital area, the Oblivion. Uh, region. What is it? Cyrodiil? Mm-hmm. Cyrodiil and the capital of Cyrodiil has been taken over by the High Elves. So basically you have this puppet government and you kill one of the Cyrodiil generals and right before you kill him, he's like, you know they won, right? He's like, you know they exa- like they orchestrated the Civil War so that we're fight, so they oh, can shit. just come in and destroy you. And that's how basically the game ends. And then, you know, Elder Scrolls is very much about skipping ahead like a couple centuries. So it's interesting to see how those kind of, you know, depending on which storyline they say like this is canon, it's mm-hmm. interesting to see how that will influence if the next one, if Elder Scrolls 6 is set in the future and not like Elder Scrolls Online where it's like 500 years in the past or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. It's also interesting how like technology does not advance at all in, in, that, that, world. in that world. Well, mm. I mean, but you could... Yeah, they, get, they got fancier bows in Skyrim. <laughs> Better bows. You got Zoom... I always blows my mind like hey you get really good with a bow so now you can zoom i'm like wait <laughs> what? In. oh yeah <laughs> your eyes get better like why can't i draw like two arrows at once or the um i also played last night when you and i played some jackbox party pack one the, the first oh, one okay one v one yeah no scope say, 360s three is out now right Did it should be out soon it's coming that's out the one soon. with the, the shirt design game which i really want to play it's really it's basically drawful game? but with shirts oh funny. so huh. at the end of it you can buy your shirt and they send it to you huh. that's cool yeah that's smart but uh we played you don't know jack because you don't know jack is probably my favorite one i I've love seen. you don't know jack. and i like fibbage is probably second and Fibbage is so good and I'm i think so, i like drawful i'm so sick of drawful right. i love quiplash plays yeah quiplash well, is Quip, my favorite quiplash uh, is on two uh okay. it's not on Does one two have drawful i don't think i've played it two has drawful two Okay. I think they they did a reiteration of drawful. Oh, it's but it's really bad. It's like the bidding you have to bid on. No, that's bidiots. That's bidiots. So I don't think I don't think two has a drawful. <laughs> like one. speaking another language right now. Yeah. No, it's bidiots. <laughs> so Dylan we, is our resident. The most uh, fun Jackbox I've ever expert. had with a like multiplayer game experience was New Year's Eve a few years ago when I bought Jackbox. Yeah, and we all played draw like draw. It was the funniest thing. Drawful is a lot of fun, but we've I feel like I've had my fill of. Draw. No, no, no. I'm sure. Like I've had my fill of Cards Against Humanity. Like I just can't yeah. play Cards Against Humanity anymore. So cards I guess, against but I think yeah. it's a great game. New packs. Like, I just man, I'm sick of Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> uh, the um. But we played You Don't Know Jack. We played the first two episodes. And Winnie's like, I'm going to name my my player Wiener on the first one. And I'm like, Dylan. He's like, you're boring. I'm like, it's my fucking name. I don't know what you want. And uh, <laughs> A better name, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I'm just undo naming you Wiener on this doc I have here. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but 
so we play the first one and then we play the second one she's like all right this time i'm naming myself penis and she names herself penis and then we set it to go and cookie masterson the announcer goes hey player two this is a family game, you fucker. And then he <laughs> renames Wendy as Unicorn. <laughs> Wait, he says you fucker? Yeah, he says that's you fucker. Amazing. I love that's one of those things I love about that game is when you spontaneously unlock like in, in Quiplash or Fibbage, when you say certain things or do certain things and you get him to respond yeah. to it. It's oh it's so good. That was that was probably that that made I the love entire little game. moments like that. It's kinda like um it's like little just like things that you accidentally but like no when you happen on them on accident it's so much better yeah you know what i mean because now i could make it happen but i'll never feel like wait hold on <laughs> they thought of everything yeah um, i'm just curious like what text file of strings they've decided to recognize for that response it's just it's funny though because they well, what, what they did is they recognize like how people use their game yeah. like people like to name themselves well it's like you know with fallout 4 and fuckface I mean, right so fuckface and god was like good morning fuckface <laughs> it's funny so you played Quick Draw too? I played Quick Draw uh, because people were talking about it. I was like, I really want to play this, but I really want to play it with my Wacom tablet. So I was just drawing on there. Um, there was one of the prompts it gave me. It said leg, and it really didn't think my leg was anything. It's like it's a table, it's a lamppost, it's a. It's like dude, it's th- obviously a leg. Yeah, some of them were. Sometimes it was like you draw a single line and it knew what it was. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes you do you like but isn't it just feeding this like yeah hive mind? Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Neural network. Good. We're helping. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that that was interesting. They just gamified their their improvement. It's like mm-hmm. Microsoft age guessing though. Oh god, you're right. That that's really cool. Um yeah, I intentionally drew with a keyboard and a keyboard um uh just okay. a mouse. Mm-hmm. Um just to make it terrible and it was getting it within twenty seconds. It's, I did it on my phone, so Nice. Well, I was definitely getting repeat prompts, so I think some are more common. So if you get the more common ones, it's yeah. mm-hmm. way easier. I have a feeling the up. more common ones are ones that they're trying to like brute force and get like a really good understanding of for mm-hmm. some reason mm-hmm. for their robots for their terminators. It's gonna happen, man. Hey, I for one Fuck. welcome our robot overlords, Sarah Connor. Just, just put it on the record now. <laughs> yep, you heard it here first, robots. We we welcome you. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna wait and see. <laughs> Kill Mason first. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I mean, I'll think about it. Um, that's cool. Quick draw. I haven't played with it, so I don't. I mean, I know what it is, but I just. The UI I, is really cool. I spent an embarrassingly long amount of time playing it. I was like, "Oh, this is good. whatever. I'll just do this one time through." And and then like half an hour later, I was still just sitting there like drawing on my phone. <laughs> I played about like ten rounds of it, and a round yeah. is like I six just, six pictures. Can you trick it? Can you just draw a wiener? Like, yeah, it's a table. Well, you saw that picture I said that pineapple. Pineapple. I wrote the word pineapple. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he drew it vertically for he some drew it vertically, reason. Vertically, and that's what the pineapple they, and that's vertical. What it thought my thing was. I don't know. Uh, that's yeah, I think that would really be a very hard. good uh, multiplayer game. Yeah, where everyone plays around and yeah. see how many you can get correct, and then you give it to the next person. They have to draw. I mean, it's no Battle Tetris. I guess not. Wait, Wait, whatever. Tricky Towers. Tricky, tricky towers. towers. Battle Tetris. <laughs> battle Tetris is something very specific. I mean, I guess battle there's a like genre a... that Battle Tetris could be that that could go under. Tricky Towers rocks. Yeah. No. I, I love. <laughs> we talked about Tricky Towers. Tricky Towers. Yeah, um, trick them towers. Dan, you been playing anything else? Because you're talking about your quick draw. Um, so I played a very small amount of episode two of Life is Strange. Nice. I, I'm getting through it. Nice. I promise. Um, is this, are you saying that because it's a slog? Are you saying that just no? You I'm time? saying that because I just haven't had time. Um, no, it's it's doing interesting things. Um, I mean, I've got a lot of thoughts on it, but like I said, I want to play more of it before I really talk too much about them. Um, okay. Both, you know, both positive and and how does 
episode two start. Uh, so episode one ends where you and Chloe, Chloe, Cleo, yes. Chloe, Chloe, yeah, <laughs> go up to the lighthouse again, and then and then Max has a, a like another flashback, and so then episode two starts uh, where it's like you're recalling that to her, and then you meet at a diner. Yes, and you okay. have to like go through that whole sequence where you're memorizing everything. memorizing what you see and then repeating it back to her. I thought it was pretty cool. Stuff. I, I thought it, I thought it was cool. I had to do it one too many times, so yeah. it pissed me off. But um, what I really want to talk about, and I, and I, and I'm not I'm going to reserve judgment on it. Um, but I think the game does an interesting job in the first episode and the beginning of the second episode. Uh, in the first episode, it. Uh, I will say that she finds uh, Chloe's Prozac, and I didn't like how they address it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, so if you go in the if you go in the bathroom when you're in Chloe's house, and you find fluoxetine, which is Prozac, and you're like, "Oh, Chloe's on meds. I hope she's okay." Nah, and and it's like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty let's, let's see how we address mental health and then in in the second episode um they address domestic abuse uh and i really like that they give you the opportunity as max to stand up against the domestic abuse that you witnessed um but i don't like the fact that they make the mother so accepting of it and and so i'm torn on this because part of it is somewhat how things would be um but part of it is someone like do we have a responsibility as content creators to portray these things in a way that makes people realize the dangers of them and so uh, this is why i want to kind of play it out because i think it's i think it's really good and interesting to see domestic abuse addressed in a video game uh and and uh mental health addressed in a video game um but i just I'm, cu- I'm I'm still kind of on the fence about how they're addressing it, uh, and so I don't want to pass any kind of judgment on that until I've played through it and kind of see where that sits in the greater scheme of things and uh, and all that. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. There's another topic later on in one of the yeah. episodes that's like kind of fully dedicated to not um, mental health, but something kind of um, that parallels that. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what you. Think and I think it's important. I think it's important to have those things addressed in games, and so it's cool that those things are there. Um, um, well, it's fucking awesome that I mean, even if they're walking the line, and you feel it's good or bad, it's nice to have those conversations around games. Mm-hmm. Like I think, absolutely, that as content absolutely, creators, and, that's, like, and that's why that's where I'm at. That's why I don't. The wanna... fact that we can challenge this, you know, the mental yeah. the awareness of mental health in games is interesting. That we're even at that place as yeah. an industry. Yes, I mean, um, you guys were kind of addressing that with Firewatch, even though I, you yeah. know, when he questioned his sanity, I loved yep. that. Yep, I yep. loved it. I thought that Firewatch, like. Oh my god! I thought Firewatch did it in a really good way. Um, uh, I will say one of the things, just because you know we've talked about it in the past, and again, I I feel like I've played enough of it to kind of talk to it. Um, I'm still not sold on the dialogue, but I realize it's not it's it's not necessarily the dialogue. It's a combination of the dialogue and the voice acting. When it works, it works. When it doesn't, it's very obvious. But another thing that I realized about it, when the game works better is when they really treat... They're, they're writing cinematically or they're attempting to write cinematically, but they don't always insert it in cinematic situations. When right. they do, like when there's when there's a score behind it, 
it's amazing how much the dialogue and the voice acting improve yeah. just when they put a score behind it. And the score is very good in the they game. They do that a lot when she's on campus. Yes. Um, how, how do you make the distinction of cinematically styled dialogue? I think, uh, I think there's can I, uh, I think there's a lot of dialogue in that game that felt like it's supposed to be casual conversation, but they're tackling these like big ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you... And maybe I'm wrong. That's what I noticed that, in the first episode. Kind of. Um, and then, and then I wanted it to be as casual as the girl sitting on the stoop in front of the building, hmm. but it was not like it was. I think where I'm the only place I'm really having the issue with the dialogue is more her inner monologue, really, because it feels very forced to me. It feels like, like you look at something and then she'll say this long drawn out thing in her head that I don't feel is. It just it, it feels Seems kind of forced. I na- guess navel gazing. Yeah, kind of. Um, uh, Whereas, like, when it actually is something that's meant to propel the narrative and they've got, you know, this background music and it has to do... Like, that that usually is okay. Um, uh, I think we all can agree that inner monologues on the whole are kind of of a bad storytelling mechanic. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Uh, For the most part, he's called him like to disagree. I I think think where it really... Like, it's one thing when, like, you're in her dorm room and you're getting ready and you have to go take a shower and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like in the morning when you wake up, there was a little more of that inner monologue thing. And so I, that didn't bother me as much as when, like, you're in Chloe's bedroom and she's asking you to put music on. And she's just sitting there on the bed. And CDs. you're, like, walking around her yes, room. Yes, and, yeah, and, you're like, and you're just interacting with everything. Huh, I wonder where this CD came from. Oh. And, but you're, like, thinking it inside. And she's just sitting there watching you. And, you, <laughs> and it's, like, it's, like, 15 minutes of stuff. And you're just, like, <laughs> and, and, and I think it's just, and, and. That's, That's a very what, game thing. Though. It's a game thing, exactly, and it's like Which is, it's it's where it's hard to grapple with, like that that where do they lean more into the narrative versus more into the game, and I you know, and and so that's why I don't want to like, but necessarily think, speak to it fully until I've played more of it. Um, but that's just kind of like some of my observations up to this point. Okay. I think mechanically, inner monologues are interesting in games because when you have an inner monologue in a like a, a book or a movie it's you're not it's not you having the inner monologue but in life is strange you are the character right and i think one thing that i thought firewatch did really well is that when an inner monologue would have there's smash cuts so like you know what i mean like there, no i know what a smash cut is i'm just saying how is that the, no no the i'm saying that, so like so what's weird about an inner monologue to me is that it, it you can have this it's exposition yeah right but it's stilted by the game the fact that i have to play the game Whereas I think that in Firewatch, a lot of times he would have a moment of realization and then the story would propel. They would do the cut. The smash okay. cut. Um, so they do yeah. it as a replacement for the inner monologue. Well, no, I'm saying like the inner monologue can work as long as, because I think the inner monologue is, is there to keep these things moving. Yeah. And then the game is working against you because it's having you interact. I'm just saying like mechanic, like if you're going to use inner monologue as a device, you have to figure out a way that it's, it's there to move the story along. So stuff has to move along. I'm just thinking of like how you would how you would apply it correctly, or and maybe it's heavy handed. I don't know. I just I mean I've been taught not to use inner monologue because mm-hmm. it's just it's never a good. Like yeah. I've seen, um, I've talked about this movie before, but if you ever see adaptation that Charlie Kaufman movie where he writes about himself trying to write the 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 screenplay, he goes to oh I forget. We talked about him in class. We had to read some of his book, but there's a famous screenwriter, and he's in the movie, and he's played by Brian Cox, and he goes to one of his like um uh, master classes, and like at nyu or something and he's singing in there and nicholas cage is just doing this inner monologue and then brian cox just looks at the crowd and he goes and god help you if you're using a voiceover yeah <laughs> don't watch scrubs um yeah. 
Yeah, but I think Scrubs does it well. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I was saying, like, I think Scrubs it's there to kind of keep things moving. Well, it's, and it's Scrubs is light. also kind of anachronistic, right? Because he's mm-hmm. talking about his past, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, and it's always it's always referencing something that furthers the plot. I think like so with Life is Strange, where it gets me, it's not on the things that look at the CD. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember when like, I owned CDs. Right, exactly. Like it's like why well, who, nobody does this. Um, and then it just and and well, I think what it is is that it pulls you out of the narrative. It pulls you out of the immersion um, in a way that that that's why it stands out so much. I think Telltale games suffer from the same thing. Cause yes. I, I have this part of me that I'm watching like this super Senate, like awesome scene and tale from the borderlands. And then it's just my dumbass character walking yep. around the room and they're like, all right, come on, man, let's go. And you're like, all right, I gotta, gotta but I gotta go look at this thing over go, here first. Gotta go use my eye. Fallout addresses that actually pretty well, which I never realized this when I played the, the, the game originally. But if you pause in a dialogue choice, the character you're talking to comments on it. Yeah, yes. and they say, hey, are you still there? Yeah. Or like, yep. It's funny. It's like, you know, this isn't a hard choice, man. I also like when you interrupt when your character's like, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. Got yeah, it. Yeah, no, yeah, I got yeah. it. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I thought that was a good touch. Um, um, so then, uh, but yeah, so I'll have more to, I'll have more to comment on, anything else? on, on Life is Strange once I've played through more of it. Um, like okay. I said, I've, I've purchased it and I've downloaded it and I'm going to finish it. Um, I have not really been playing much else. I did play click, 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 dot, click. So that's a website. Click, uh, about click, 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 is this, this really weird, silly AI ish thing which you have like achievements to click, but a button on a website and it has like, if you go to the achievements, it's really weird stuff. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it amazes me what people put on the internet. It's great. I, I, I is it frog fractions too. Uh, it could be. Have you guys played Fire Fractions? Yes. Yeah. We've only the very first part, but I know everything that happens. No, no, we, we have talked about yeah, it. The only person that didn't finish it was Alex. Yeah. yeah. Alex, uh, Alex started it and was like, this is dumb. This, this is stopped. just a big game. Yeah. I stopped like right before shit Wait, hit the fan. Yeah. Who didn't beat Undertale? I you? I didn't. You didn't. And then I eventually did. He He eventually did, yeah. See, repetition... To no. just go back and listen I am to an oh, idiot. Listen it's to- like Bar Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> just go back, listen to all the podcasts like three times. Apple Moose. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, click, 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 dot, click. Check it out. Um, the uh, and then the only I, w- I just wanted to say, don't play like on mobile because oh yeah, because it's, it on it's not formatted for mobile. Like it does work. Some of it does, but yeah, you got to do it on desktop. Um, not mobile first, but it's like <laughs> yeah. bootstrap that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the only other thing I wanted to talk about was just it's more of a, a game development thing than a or or not game development but VR development. What? Uh, what? Uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Newton VR. Um, if anyone's trying to uh, develop things for the HTC Vive, this is uh, an open source um, set of uh, scripts and prefabs for uh, the HTC Vive, and they have done a really nice job of setting up. Uh, a whole bunch of different types of interactions that you can use, um, and and thinking through a lot of the considerations. So there's there's some some you know UI prefabs and and scripts. There are some uh, there's a there's a gun prefab. There's a flower gun. Uh, flower gun, right? Shoots mm-hmm. flowers. Um, okay. And and what's cool about it is it's uh, it's based on mass based physics. And so you know it's like if you grab one thing, like if you grab a balloon and you're trying to push over a, a metal block. It's not going to work if you grab a metal block and try to push over a metal block. It will. Um, so the physics about it feel pretty cool, um, and it's got like it's got buttons and levers and uh, UI things and 
Um, nice. So it's just it's a, it's a it's a great set and it's free. Uh, and so it's definitely something it's some, that's where most of my time It's one of the reasons I've been playing video games is I've been working on getting better at unity and, and working with those scripts and figuring out how to make, make prototypes, how to, figure out how to make hot dog, gotta make hot dogs fly towards us. That's right. Um, I mean, I can do that now. Well, I'm not you and I need to learn how to do that. So <laughs> oh, I'm in real life. Oh, I need an oh, adult. Yeah. Throw me a hot dog. <laughs> Throw me a hot dog. I need an adult. Um, but yeah, so, uh, just wanted to give a shout out for that. And, uh, um, that's what I've been doing. Nice. Wunderbud. Hmm? Wunderbud. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Krakenwagen. See, um, I've been playing. What just happened? Oh, I was jumping in. I think. Uh, Um. We did yours last year. It's usually. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I was going to ask you. Yeah. I was going to ask if we can pause it for one second. Yeah. Go for it. I want to pee. And that was our great intermission music made by uh, uh, I'll make intermission by music. Alex. Oh, did no. you make intermission music? Nope, no. no. Oh, I'll make some. Uh, we we, we made some to? intermission sound sure. effects. Yeah, I think it sounds better. Actual audio file. Huh? Did you make noises or do you want no, me to make no no an actual audio file? Okay, yeah, if okay. that's possible. We, yeah. we or you don't have to make it for this one. No, I think I like it better than the hard cut. You bet. Um, um, <laughs> so Alex, Dishonored. you can talk about what you've been playing. Nah, I'm okay. Okay. Um, so I've been playing. So I've been playing Dishonored 2, the sequel to one of my f- favorite games of all time. Sequel to Dishonored 1. Sequel to Dishonored 1. <laughs> it does feel a little uncreative to just slap a 2 at the end of it. Dude, tell me about it. Yeah. There's one thing I hate, and I've said it before, it's numbers in sequel titles. Just call it something. Just call Dishonored it Dishonored 2, the Dishonoreding. Yeah. I guess well, it's kind of cool how um, the line, the witch, that whole series did it. Mm. Or, you know, Captain America, Civil War. Captain America, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. Part of what kind of makes the sequel this okay, the, just the number two, is that it very much feels almost exactly like Dishonored One, uh, with the different set of powers. But the mechanics are still the same, if not tighter. Um, interface is the same. The, the menus are beautiful. The art direction is fantastic. Um, so this You're is playing a, on PS4. Uh, no, playing on Xbox. Um, so this is a continuation of the story from the first game, set twenty years in the future, and you have a choice of playing either as the main character from the first game or Corvo, his, Corvo or his daughter who is who in the tu- Corvo Jr. Corvo Jr. <laughs> in the tutorial he um you do some training missions with Corvo and it kind of it gives context for why she's also this crazy powerful assassin because her paranoid father has been training her her entire life. Um and conveniently the game starts right when paranoia is rewarded um there's a military coup and she gets uh, ousted from her throne and the game does this thing that i kind of knew was going to happen but i was still very unhappy about so in all the marketing all the trailers all the posters hell the title screen for this game it shows these two characters as though you're going to be playing one at different times and one at others maybe uh one level for one one level for another and part maybe it's my mistake i did not look up like any content for this game before it came out um so i didn't know what i was getting into in the first two minutes of the game it makes you choose between one of these two characters who have completely different power sets and completely different um i, I guess personalities which i felt was a 
huge missed opportunity for that game. Do they have different power sets or they're yeah. not? Yeah. Oh yeah, they're they not analogs for one another. I mean, there's like there's like there's the blink the, equivalent. There's a movement ability, yeah. but like I think that mm-hmm. there's a lot of so I say Corvo's very the dishonored one tool set expanded, yeah. and Emily's a lot more like manipulation of multiple characters at once and like oh, very more crowd control. She's got this yeah. sweet power, and I haven't started the game at all, but she has this power called Domino, where you can link the fates of multiple characters. Yes, See, I've seen that. So mm. you choke one out. And then the three other ones get choked out. Destiny Bond. That one I actually don't like. Because on on one hand, so I'm playing on hard now and it's incredibly difficult. And so Mm -hmm. it's useful in that regard. But it also feels kind of like a a gimme. Like, oh, I killed this one guy, so now all the other enemies are dead. I think the way you balance that out is that making a huge mana drain. Yeah, or you... Using it once pulls like... challenge. I heard that there's not a crazy arc of challenge in that game, which people are upset with. I heard, according to Giant Bomb, they were talking about it, and it's like... The game seems really, really hard until you figure out there's just a really specific way to tackle every enemy, and once you figure that out, it gets really easy. I feel like that's yeah. most AI routines, though. Once you <laughs> most stealth games, yeah. figure out the the, the key. Um, the nice thing is that the game really does reward you for playing however you want. Um, and at the end of each level, it will it will analyze how you played, whether you were confrontational, <coughs> stealthy, murderous, um, uh, not murderous. Um, and at no point do I feel like it's an arbitrary choice of, um, oh, he like here's a token, you know, go be murderous, go be not murderous. Like the game literally, it, it does react to every little thing you do. Um, so if in one mission you are seen less and kill people less, um, the the guards will react differently in the subsequent mission. Um, are you playing as Corvo or Emily? Emily. Um, do you know when you start because she gets her powers within the course of this game, right? Yeah. So like the outsider comes back and like yep. outsider is a big part of the game. All the lore, yeah. The, huh? the the what? Oh, the outsider is a new voice actor. He does. Like He's a new that. voice actor and a slightly new look. Really? Uh, yeah. He's got a mohawk now. <laughs> hey, he He's wears a lot of pink. World. <laughs> um, I will say the game. Cappy. The game's strongest suit is that it's the lore is incredible. It looks beautiful. It there are a few games that feel as fleshed out and complete as this. Like, so, and, and, and those guys, I mean, Harvey Smith is like the thief level yeah. designer. Thief man. Sex. Like he and his team are guys that make very dense locations that you Oh, have, yeah. You know, which is why I kind of like the two, like the fact that you're locked in because they encourage you to play the game again. Um, yeah. And I think that I'm excited for it because now I've paid, you know, so much for a game and I now have a reason... I love when they're all oh, $40. So that was going to say, like, for me, I love that. So do I. Like, so do I. I mean, obviously, Resident Evil is and a like, great example. No, but, like, I Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil. You all, you like, it's all about strategy and tactics of, of who am I choosing because the skill sets are different. And then maybe I'll go through and play differently. And it creates a. It, it's one of the things the Resident Evil series and Capcom in general with a lot of their other games. Yeah, Devil Resident Evil. Yeah. They just do a really good job at making playthrough, like, replays they make it something you want to do, which is Which cool. is crazy yeah. that they didn't launch this new game plus. Like that is yeah, absurd that's, to me. That's like, strange to me because my plan was coming. to Oh, the yeah. game by the does time not you have beat new it, game I plus. bet you it'll oh, be totally. in. What, so, yeah. Was that in the first game? Yep. Oh yeah. What was yeah. it? New game plus. It was harder. That's so it. You, you and you can it, t- you carry right. all your level oh, up abilities okay. and stuff. Yeah. So like you have like blank level three when you start. And, oh that's yeah. Yeah. Blink is the you know, I'm on board. Uh, Blink, I love Blink. Blink, Blink is the best. I love so her her equivalent is called Far Reach. Far Reach. Yeah, it's like which, a tentacle, right? Yeah, and so that was actually the crux Spider-Man. of why I picked that character because as you upgrade that, as you upgrade that, you can grab other enemies and bring them towards you. Love it. Which is fucking dope. Roadhog, uh, this shit. It's definitely still a power trip. I miss Corvo's powers like Wind Blast, which is just 
straight up force push. That was always fun. Wind blast is sweet because you can do time stop, throw a grenade, then wind blast it, and then like. Yeah. Have you watched those videos of like people playing Dishonored one really well? It's Dude, bananas. They have one for Dishonored two. Yeah. Put one out. B-A-N-A-N-A-S? And mm-hmm. A-N-A-S. I'm probably gonna play this core, but I'm probably gonna start the game Friday when I'm home. So I'm excited. When are you gonna restart the game? <laughs> I know that was it. That was it. <laughs> there was a great. I sent him a great tweet from Chris Grant and Polygon. Chris Grant was like, "Oh, I found out I didn't read all of the books and Dishonored two, so I'm restarting like 15 hours in." I was like, "So, dude, you just gotta go. You just gotta pick. You just go ever onward." He here's something interesting, and there are a lot of really cool UX things this game does. Um, first one is the map. Like there is no mini map. Swipe onboarding. <laughs> there is no overworld. No, there is no swipe on where to get out of here. Um, it's got animations. You do have to dig through like two layers of menus to get to it, but each map is a piece of lore content. So the map itself, like the artifact of the map. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. cool. So, that? Wait, what? so let's say you're in a you're in a level area. Okay. Um, you'll come across a map on a wall somewhere, and then it will go into oh. your your like map section okay. of your. So like your Metroid. Menus. Yeah. Like in Prime, you right. go into the map rooms. I think they're like. They're, like but it's an item. They're yeah. in the like they're yeah. but they're like designed in the right. game. Like yeah. they so fit it, the yep. lore. And it, it, at no point does it look like it's just like a in game. Oh, it should look like UI. The animus like fucking map. It's just like super out of world oh context. My God. Like Google right. Maps. Download it to my PDF. Coolest thing about Watch Dogs 2 is that their map looks like the Google Maps map. Mm-hmm. I've heard good cool. things about Watch Dogs 2. I think I, I, I want to give it a try. Feel like an idiot. I'm excited. Shitting on it and everyone's super positive yeah. on it. It, so. it looks totally silly and ridiculous, but I'm excited. I don't like that you can kill people in it. Yeah, no, same. Three, Sorry, but keep talking no, about the three D printing guns. Not on board with. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's, that's a whole additional conversation. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's Corvo can three D print batteries. <laughs> yep. I three D print this grenade, then I use wind um, blast. <laughs> I, maybe it's because the way I'm playing. I'll get to the other UX thing in a second, but I already have max items for like everything. Like that how, game just how many hours are you into it? Four. Wow. Which is. Four and I'm I'm taking my time with this. Is it fifteen hours? Yeah. How long to beat? I'm well, d- it's thirty hours if you play through both characters. Fair. That's a, I mean, fifteen hours. Yeah, is a I'm definitely campaign. taking yeah. my time if with it. Start like, three times, covering every inch of ground. So the cool thing about the map is that it shows you what buildings you can go into without saying, "Oh, you can go in here." It's just like you know, a light blue outline or something like that. Like the the map conveys a lot of information with very minimal. I like that. Um, nice decoration. I wish they had that in something like Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. When they finally yeah, allowed you to go inside buildings, Assassin's Creed are so bad. Oh god, yeah. The one in Black Flag was no, pretty I was just going to say Black, Black, Black Flag. Flag Everything about Black, Black Flag, Black Flag is so amazing. much yeah. better than the other games. I should go back and play that. Still haven't played. I really like Assassin's Creed too. Assassin's Creed two was at the time my favorite game. I I loved one when it came out for what it was too. Mm. But I beat one. I enjoyed. But the map was the terrible. And yeah, yeah, I beat one too. And the beat, missions were repetitive. You beat one, two, three. Hey, Dishonored. No, I didn't beat three. Black Flag. The other the other big thing. Which I sent you guys a screenshot of is the quick save and quick load. Oh, this is main is ten hours. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm yeah, I'm definitely taking my time with it because I'm still in like the first big area. Okay, yeah, sorry, um, but yeah, the so the quick save thing, start hold right oh, trigger saves yeah. or start hold left trigger and it loads. Awesome. It's 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 incredible and also, it's made me like if I fuck something up, I will just immediately reload it, which is totally. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, that's why PC games have been great because F11's, you know, F1, you know, you just yeah. bounce back and forth and it, on an SSD. It's like there's no. I like that because someone was like, if people are going to save some more games, let's make it easier for them to do it. Like, mm-hmm. that's how people play that game. And yep. they just they listen to how people play the game. The, yeah. I think they're also taking a lesson from 
other Bethesda games because I realized this because when I looked at is Dishonored Bethesda it was published mm-hmm. Bethesda published uh, Arcane made it but Arcane that. is the okay. studio yeah yeah, yeah. Arcane, yeah. Arcane yeah. is owned by Bethesda mm-hmm. yeah yeah so so the same way that Id released Doom under Bethesda how did so, I how did I miss Dishonored sorry go ahead I don't know I, I, it was never on my radar at you all you should buy the you can get it for like five bucks the uh first one listen to the giant bombcast <laughs> then you never have to worry about paying attention to release dates ever it's true uh the um. Bethesda is like building this little fiefdom of first-person games because mm-hmm. all of their output, whether it's machine games, is and wet Wolfenstein, <laughs> wet. Uh, oh yeah, they published. I forgot they published Wolfenstein. Didn't yeah, they? well, they own it, so yeah. it is a Wolfenstein property, and then yeah. you know, but that was a machine game studio. Yeah, it, but I'm saying gotcha. it, that's no, why no, they had the IP. They uh just took it from Raven, who's like, here you go, here you go, Machine Studios. Mm-hmm. The uh. And, and then also Doom, and then Arcane with Dishonored 1 and 2. And so I think the quick save, quick load, obviously, you know, that's a very good feature to have. But And I don't think it was like a stipulation from on high. I don't think Todd Howard descended from the heavens. Is like, well, it's all id tech at this point, Put a too. quick save in it. But it probably there's probably like a universal mandate, or not a mandate, but there's probably like a lot of either tech specs or something going around where it's like... I'm sure they have documentation design, for what they consider best yeah, practice. Yeah, UX design influences. Yeah. And same engine. That's shared. Dishonored's on id tech instead of on, like, for sure, Dishonored's on would that on affect the ability to implement a quick save, quick load? Yeah. Well, I think that, I, I mean, I just think that if you have a lot of people using the same technology, it's easy to, does it's Do- easier Does to Doom have one? I don't know. Doom is id tech. But the problem is that this launch on id tech has been a disaster for, it's, it came out on PC like a wreck. And that's been the whole issue. And they've released Didn't it Didn't they pull patches. it or re-release it? Because I just recently got like the announcement like, Yesterday, so I thought like no, their the, big, the their PC big performance patch came out, which is why I was hesitant to start it. Um, but it it's was pretty like, shitty that after Bethesda stopped their early re- like pre-release game thing, <laughs> hey, and they shit the bed with the game release. Like, what do you know? It's just it's bad practice. Yeah, which is why I think it's smart that Watch Dogs Two on PC is coming out two weeks later than the console version, right. and I think that they'll probably use that two weeks. To and that's why I thought Dishonored was doing because I thought it was delayed at some point. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. I thought there was a. Have you gotten to the Clockwork Mansion? No, I. That's the one that everyone mentioned. I have no idea what it is. So I looked at the uh, mission list, and that's somewhere in the middle. Um, Well, it's that's the one that's in the the CG trailer, like the first one they put out. Yeah, where it's like all the all the rooms and the clockwork around. Yeah, cards. Apparently looks insane. You played Dishonored one, yeah? Yeah, I beat it. You played Dishonored one. Oh yeah, and you played the DLC. No. So one of the main characters from that is back in this game, which is cool. Oh, it's what's his face, isn't it? It's nope, it's not Dowd. It's yeah. not that. Da- oh, uh, it's the villain, Dowd. Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. Yep. You been playing anything else? Um, I played a little bit of Hyperlight Drifter like two weeks ago. Um, it's definitely mm-hmm. it's from everything I've described to Dan. It is um a Zelda. Uh, sorry, brain coffee. Um, it's pretty much Zelda. It, but I want to play without it. actually being it. The soundtrack rocks. Oh god, the soundtrack, the soundtrack is so rocks. good. I've been listening to it like all week on Spotify. Nice. Um, um, that and I've been playing this ridiculous iOS game called Colossatron. Yeah. Colossatron? Col- like, Col- it's, called, it's called Overwatch Close. Model Viewer. <laughs> <laughs> mm, but um, it's called Colossatron. Oh, you play a gigantic like snake dinosaur thing that crashes onto worlds, and you're not actually controlling the dinosaur or destroying stuff. You're literally just taking these modules from around the world and putting them onto the dinosaur to make it longer. And creating this chain of like guns and shit that shoot around the dinosaur, and 
I thought like when I first started playing, I was like, this is dumb, but like, it is strangely addictive because the modules will chain together and combine and like sucker for chain. And stuff oh, together. It's, wait. So the game itself is passive. Pretty much. You just yeah. upgrade start, start a loop of it. Yeah. I want to see it. You've been playing. Did you play Overwatch? Oh, hell yeah. Did you guys see this? Is this Pope is, Catholic? Well, no, but I want to make <laughs> So uh, Blizzard this week came out and are like fully redesigning Symmetra. Yeah, I saw that. that. That was really cool. And they're like, I mean, like significant. Like, so every character has one ult and part of her redesign, she's going to have two ults, which is great. Like, just make, like, they're significantly changing that game. Um, is she overpowered? No, she's underpowered. underpowered. And they're, the biggest problem oh, is that. Cool. It's like a, a, kind of like a tower defense game. Yeah, but it's like reverse tower defense because you move around. Nice. Love it. So nice. your, di- your dinosaur is the tower? Your dinosaur is the tower. It's like a top-down like train that's moving around. It looks like like 1948 or something. I, I, I love how in touch with player activity and behavior and game design the Overwatch team continues to be. The like the way they're. I think the concept yeah. of games as a service is it's Overwatch. It's Hitman. I think a lot of games are going to start subscribing to um, Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege in Ubisoft's financials has seen more consistent month-to-month business mm-hmm. than most of their games because most games are built around the two-week launch window. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a spike in that t- uh, very short or very skinny tail. And I think mm-hmm. that the idea of, like, I think there's so much labor that goes into making a game framework and the idea of creating these, you know, and Telltale's been doing it for years and, like, I think it's, it's also, really exciting. I think also the Titan team just went in to Mike Morheim is like, listen, we can't be some dark ops team for another eight goddamn years like you need to put us in the spotlight so we can actually like appreciate the work that we're well, doing but overwatch like i find like i played the ha- like i don't play overwatch often but i played the halloween thing because i wanted to see it and like i'm but that shit was fascinated yeah. by hitman like i haven't bought the whole thing but like just the idea of letting developers keep working on things that you know are good and make them good for longer is cool and the rainbow six siege story is pretty cool because that game came out kind of undersold it. rainbow six siege mm-hmm. it's a good game i won't play it it's a really it's yeah. a really fun game if you can sit and play with like three of your friends and like xbox is so tense xbox one how are the are 50 dollars off how are they still supporting it now have they released any new content like what what's oh that? they have content drops every every month like it's nice. like they have like new level siege new new operators because all the it's it's a hero hero based game yeah. operators have abilities um Dope. switchboard operator well what titanfall 2 is doing is really cool they're doing the like all the d de- like all the maps are free um i don't know how they're doing there i don't know how they're gonna make money on it but is there no sort of microtransaction built-in thing uh, no i've seen a lot more of that as a way to increase player loyalty to drive revenue well your multiplayer based game vincent bella i think has been around the block enough times with call of duty and like well on titanfall 2 they they have they have to address the fact that titanfall Titanfall sucks. Splintered their community. Right. Splintered their yeah. Just the perception of how that game was rolled out and how that the content of that game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like I think Titanfall two, they have to do some. There's a little bit of damage control going on there because they have to rebuild people's. Well, com- what happened in Titanfall one? They had a, a strong multiplayer community, and then they released paid DLC, and it like right. fucked up their whole right. multiplayer servers, especially right. on PC. Um, I've been playing Titanfall two. Yeah. Yeah. Tell and us. And I think that Titanfall two might be one of my favorite games I've played in a long time. Nice. You said the the campaign was really good. Oh my god, yeah. the campaign is. I mean, it's just it's like a companion quest, right? With like you and your robot. It's you robot and your robot. I mean, like the 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 story's like an Ethan. Oh no, that's uh, Call of Duty. Cooper's your main guy, Jack Cooper. Like the robots. I like. I like by BT. Chris Pratt. I like. I think. I think it's uh, Troy Baker. I'm pretty sure it's Troy Baker. Of course he is. The man's never out of work. 
And um, except for right now. So is he part of the SAG thing? I don't know. I would assume or he would be. Hey, is it the Voice hey. Actors Guild? Because that's a bad acronym. Um, SAG Screen. <laughs> I got you to say it. It's. Um. it's I don't know what AFTRA stands for, but it's like Screen Actors Guild. Cool. Some, 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 some. Well, anyway, so um, unless you want to keep talking about... No, there's a, one other game I've been playing called Black Box. I don't think it's on um, Android. Um, so, Dylan, you and I can play this, but it's a game that gives you... Um, it's okay, Mason and I will just be over here. Yeah. I'll play games so on my phone. It gives you no instructions whatsoever, and um, tapping won't actually do anything. That's the only well, instruction fuck this you. game. Yeah. There are puzzles that you have to solve using different methods of input and an interaction with the iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's a puzzle game, so trying to solve half these things is confusing as hell. And it also has a, a great personality. It, it fucks with you as you're doing it. Um, this thing is asking me to use my brain. I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, um, one of the early puzzles that I was able to get was it used the volume rockers and the, the headphone jack, so you had to put a headphone set in turn on and off so it doesn't work on i have no idea what i'm iphone at. 7 uh-huh. um, oh yeah right that's cool yeah oh that's kind of cool it's like cool. ways to use the yeah. i like that I like that's that. like that that one game it's that like I progress was, right the progress yeah progress. exactly yeah great another game i'll never play so anyways titanfall 2 it's a good use of anyway. um so the camp the campaign is cool because that game does Call of Duty 4 came into the scene and, like, I think... Put his big old dick on the table and was like, we're here. <laughs> well, did you guys play Call of Duty 4? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think That's Call... Modern Warfare, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the so, last one I, like, played a lot of. Right. And, like, I think that... It's when the series lost me. They... It lost you at Call Really? Of yeah. Because okay. I always really liked Call of Duty as a historical game. So, uh, to me, it was always about that. As and a World then, War II veteran. As a World War II <laughs> veteran, obviously. <laughs> respect your service. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's... Yeah, sure, so that's, that makes sense. And, and I played Go it. play Battlefield 1. Um, I, I will. So, which I heard is great. The, um, But what Call of Duty 4 did that was cool is that I think they introduced a lot of new... They pretty much were like, hey, people like leveling up and wow. Let's put this in a shooter. And they're yeah. the first ones to do that. And they... They changed the dynamic of first. Part. I think they did, like in the campaign. Oh, like, for sure. All yeah, of their like absolutely. Like, I think Titanfall Two is doing that again. Um, ah. Their campaign feels like a strung together, which is how they actually made it. Really fun gameplay loops, like just they, because basically they had a traditional campaign and they scrapped it because it wasn't fun. So they had these teams break out and make essentially. Uh, gameplay concepts that they built levels around um and it is like the coolest thing that i've done so far in, in the campaign and i'm not very far in it i haven't i mean i haven't played very much I'm, i don't know it's a five-hour campaign it's short you get this item that lets you warp between the past and the future oh that's cool wait are we talking about dishonor now <laughs> no and it's inc- like just what it does and like i said the story's like it's fine you know but what it does to give context to the space that you're in is awesome. Because when you go to the past, it's this big lab with all these people working in it and all this stuff going on. And then the future, it's like dilapidated and um, like, you know, dystopia. And it's also really empowering as a player because essentially it's a teleport. Because I can, a whole bunch of enemies run into the room. I can cycle into the past. I can run behind all of them, come back to the future, and then just like mow them down. Like it, you feel very powerful. Um the locomotion in that game, I, that game is just fun to like 
like it just it feels like it wants you to be very good at playing it. Um, and I don't like multiplayer shooters that much. I mean, I like playing Rainbow Six with my friends. I like I like Overwatch a lot. Um, but Titanfall 2's there's this mode called Bounty Hunt where essentially it spawns in waves of AI enemies and then two teams fight over them for money. And then you have to take your money and run it back to a, a bank. Yeah. Can't wait for the future. It's pretty dark because the idea of like, oh, you kill someone, you get money. So, yeah, sure. I get that. <laughs> um, but also, Got it's a first person, like, it, knows, it knows what it is. The What's really cool about that loop is that you're accumulating funds when you, when you, when you do objectives or kill people. And it gives stakes to your life that a lot of first, like especially um, Infinity Ward or, or that kind of first person shooter where it's like quick respawn, quick respawn, get back in the game, get back in the game. It makes dying kind of, there's a tension there. It's really fun because if you accumulate all this money, you need to get it to the bank before that round ends. What was that uh, Halo, I think I think it was Halo 3 had that? No, it was uh, Reach. Do you remember that? It was a uh, Headhunter? I'm sure it might be similar to that. Yeah, so they're, my favorite mode that had, they've never put it in any other game. It was free-for-all Slayer. If you killed someone, a flaming skull would pop up. Slayer. And so you get that skull. Then you have a little one over your head. Mm-hmm. Kill someone else, you get their skull. You have two. And then so everyone sees how much everyone else has on the map. So, and if you kill someone with a number over their head, you get that number along with their own skull. And so you're trying to... Was that Oddball? No. No, it's, 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 it's not it's a, a physical very, item. It's a collectible. It's, it's currency yeah. that you're picking up. Yeah. So the goal is to collect as many as you can and get take them to a checkpoint and it's so tense because when you die you there is consequence um headhunter yeah, i like and it's um oddball but like it's hard like team slayer kill you there i don't i find myself a lot of times playing online games to move that bar and fill that bar up like i wanted yeah. to get the next thing in overwatch i don't give a shit about what level i am in titanfall because the act of playing t- and maybe it's also because Bounty Hunt's a 10-minute round. I can sit down and play a 10-minute game of, of Bounty Hunt, and I can I can go to... I usually play in the morning before Dan picks me up to go to school. So, like, that's the most I've played Titanfall. Mason, honey, rise here. <laughs> Hold on, Mom. Uh, it's, you know... I'm playing Titanfall, too. They both pick me up. Um, no! On a chair. Coming. They just lift you on a chair and walk you down the block. Start throwing rocks at his window. Um, but it's it's... I think you guys should all play the campaign because the campaign is is bananas. Like it's, it is so cool. It's delicious. Well, but it's like it's just fun to play. Like it's it's a campaign that is just like it is actively trying to find new ways. You never do the same thing. It's awesome. I hated the Call of Duty campaign because it's just these monster closets that are spawning enemies towards you, and I'm like, this isn't fun. Like the this one or the no last traditional one respawn campaigns. Oh. I mean, um, Infinity War campaigns. I heard the new Call of Duty campaign is crazy. And they're comparing it to Mass Effect. Um, Big old space out. Oh, this but is the space one that everyone was pissed off about? Yeah. But I think if you're going to play one space shooter, I would play Titanfall 2. Titanfall 2, best space shooter. It's like, I just... Of the, the third quarter of 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think it's it's just... It is so... And they do these crazy things with like the way they do a happy hour every night. Uh, in multiplayer, that if you play or, or like around eight o'clock my time, you they get their, more stuff. They're guild nice. equivalent. They have this thing called, called networks. Yeah, and like it's just com- like I'm in the giant bomb network, and you just hit a button, and then you're matchmaking. You're matchmaking with the team, and like it's a lot easier to get into games. the The way the progression system works is awesome. Um, is it crossplay? No, which sucks. And I was gonna buy it on PC, but uh, Target had it for thirty bucks, so I bought it. Wow. 
Um, I've also been playing uh, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, which is really fun. It's like a roguelike. It's a rhythm-based roguelike. Oh, is that what we're, Yeah, that's what we were yeah. looking at earlier. Um, With the opera Opera shop singing shopkeeper. Oh. The soundtrack's awesome, which it has to be for a game like that. But also, like, what's really cool about that game is that I think it's a fun... I like when game designers take a traditional game and kind of like you would never think they're like, oh, I really like Guitar Hero or I like these rhythm games. I want to put it into a dungeon crawler. And I think that it, it that kind of innovation is really fun in the indie game space. And that's where the indie games, I think, can... I think you have to really innovate in, in the indie game scene because if you make just um, a, a Mario-like or like, you know, it's hard to stand out. So I think a lot of people, like, I know I felt this way. I know a lot of the people here in this room did not feel this way, but I, it's one of the reasons I liked the combat system in Undertale um, because I felt like it it's was Dragon a, Quest. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's Earthbound. Yeah. It looked like Dragon Quest to me, but sure, uh, I think I think they're all the it's JRPG. But, it's, but having oh, like because it's the first can, person, you, can, you don't see your player character. Well, I meant more that you can like have these little interact, like the little oh, screen yeah. that you had no. to move around on. That's its and, own thing. Yeah, that's its own thing. Like that, and I think that they they did things with that that were really interesting. The way that I think yeah. that created the Necrodancer did with sound. Um, Is it hard? Because the, the way you're playing it's, it, like it's, it's based on rhythm, and Mason obviously has no rhythm. Have, yep. you, so. seen, have you seen how white this man is? <laughs> no, that's. I mean, it's probably like the heart. Like the what's funny is that like a lot of times you'll take damage because you miss a beat. Well, that's what I was asking because I saw you moving around and it didn't seem like you were taking any damage. Maybe just I couldn't see it from the way. You, place well, I was enemies standing. have to hit you, but like so, if you miss a damage, you stall. Like your character can't move because you can only move on the beat. But if you if you stop and then enemy comes towards you, they can hit you now. Okay, all right. So as long as like you're moving with the beat, you're basically dominating that combat round towards someone. Um, no, it's all positional. But you're not hitting. Yeah, but you were like flanked by like three people, and it didn't seem like any of them were hitting you. Well, you have to also learn all. It's a it's a rogue like so you have to learn all the enemies behave. Like certain enemies can only attack top and down. Certain enemies, okay. So you you learn their loops too. Like you'll get shielded enemies, or like there are these big mantors that will charge and run in one direction and hit a wall and stumble, and then you can hit them then. I also love that all the sprites dance. Like, the skeletons shake their hips, and it's hilarious. Like, it cracks me up every time I see them. Or the golem, like, shakes his shoulders, and his, like, tail is that he, like, kind of crouches down. Golem or golem? Uh, big metal, I mean, big rock monster. Golem. Golem. Not, not, my precious. <laughs> oh. Um, what else? I played the game where you run. I lost the game. A marathon. Yeah, yeah how before. was your marathon? Oh, yeah. It was good. The game of life. What was my, your time? my headphones died at mile 18. Oh, no. I ran a 3.50. I dropped 10 minutes from last year, actually. Oh, that's good. No, it was sweet. I broke four. I, last year, I wanted to break four, and I didn't in this year. How'd the uh, Twizzlers work out for you? Awesome. They always work out. Twizzler, bag full of Twizzlers and ibuprofen. Just shove them up your ass. Would like you, real... Do you have the ibuprofen while you run? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, I was just going to let that one pass. What happened? Oh, that's how you get yeah. free, free yeah. suppository yeah. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Um, well, it's Aww. funny because like I feel mm. like I'll run up, I'll be like running by people, and I'm like I have a fistful of Twizzlers, and like I hear them laugh, and I'm like ah whatever, and I'm eating. But, you like, just turn to say, <laughs> just throw one. After like running for you know two hours, your body's just like craving sugar. Yeah, it's so. what uh, my my coworker sits next to me. He's a big runner. I think he got like I think he got four flat because um, he did the full. Um, his uh, his Garmin watch didn't work for like the first like three miles. Really? Yeah, he's just like, sucks. well, I don't know what my pace is. And then when he finally got it, it was like a 7.45. He's like, I need to slow down. Really? <laughs> and he, I think eventually got like a 8.30. This year I wasn't strict about um, 
when I, I wasn't strict about my pacing because I just kept going when I was comfortable, and I felt like shit at the half marathon point. I was like, this sucks, and then I don't, I rallied at like mile fourteen. Um, so the my strict training regimen of running not times a week, one, yeah, one, one, running not at all. <laughs> um, so I think next year when I have a job, I can I can actually try to. I want to break. I want to I want to run seven thirties. I know. I mean, nice. I've broken seven minute miles for the half, so I should be able to do that. But, um, it was funny though because we've been so busy that it was nice just to do something for four hours where I had no other option but to do it. Like I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't go to a group meeting because yeah, I'm like stop. in Forest Hill. Yeah, Brian Park right now. No, you get to. See, that's the best part of the full course. The half course you run through Brian Park, and Brian Park is this Painful. hilly, fucking sharp hills. And I get to like run by Brian Park and throw up the double birds, and I'm like, "Fuck you, half marathon!" Oh, you don't get Brian you don't, Park. You go right by, it. and it's at the end. It's like mile 19. Fuck you. So it's like a awesome. It feels good running across the Belvedere Bridge is brutal, and I felt so bad because really? a guy that was like as tall as you, like just big man, tall as Dan. Uh huh. And Dan's tall. He just put you just push him over, and I'm a tall guy just as well, right into the water. Yeah. So I find this big guy, and I'm just running behind him drafting because I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm spent. And um, so then I, I, okay, so halfway through the bridge, I cut in front of him. I'm like, all right, I'll draft you. And then he just, he didn't give a shit. I think he was dying. Not actually. Uh, he might have been. Well, he's dead. The saddest <laughs> thing. He's dead right now. The saddest thing is from mile 25 to 26, you just see dreams breaking. And oh. it's just this like fucking row of like, and I'm like, ah, blinders. Like I have to keep going. Just people walking. Oh, people like crawling. limping, uh, you know crawling screaming just like fecal matter running down their legs <laughs> yeah and other parts. Blood. no i'm serious you've never seen people shit themselves at a marathon no yeah oh yeah they just lose I've, control of their bowels and just keep running i've it. seen and someone do it i've seen it no no no, no 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 i've seen it too i've seen oh, oh in, the quarter, I've seen, in the quarter france handicappy shit himself one time yeah. i've seen oh, the, the video <laughs> right guy. Alex. yes alex your face is he, exactly. he goes through the finish nope. shits his pants and then collapses yep i think my first half marathon i did stop at one of the porta pies shit my pants you, nope. You gotta grease your asshole. Yeah. That's what they do. Oh, That's what they do. Oh, they really? take Vaseline and grease their asshole because they just squat <laughs> shit the and get up and go. The Twizzlers can go up easy, more easily. Yeah. I'm confused. I am so uncomfortable right so, now. So, I didn't do that. Of course, you'd have to shave um, it too if you know you have that. But. Yeah, oh, yeah, but cool. That's what we're talking about. It is cool. Yeah. The, uh, Butts are cool. It turns out that. Uh, Unless they're warm. And Sarah ran her first one and she got mm. her gold time, so that's cool. It's awesome. It's fun. Um, I think it's cool as a. I really like the crowd that comes out for it. It makes me like Richmond a lot, and they call it America's friendliest marathon. And it's like I think it's true. Like the people, it is a. It reflects Richmond very well. I oh, think. I want to go to America's unfriendliest marathon. <laughs> Shooting off guns. Go run in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. So, so Marathon Monday is actually a holiday in Boston. Um, the entire is. city. It's like an actual city holiday. Really. Um. The, so the government closes down for the Boston Marathon. And, yeah. And, uh, and, and it's, so it's a holiday, like school's closed and you just wake up and start drinking at like eight in the morning. Yeah, you know, ready for your marathon. And, Cause it always, it would go up Beacon street. And so there's all these kind of upper class apartments on Beacon street. Um, so you would go find one of your upperclassmen friends houses that you could go, uh, stand on a balcony and just watch as people drive by and you're, it was fantastic or uh, run by drive by yeah drive by. I, I gave i gave up every year at like the very end there's these like you run by it might be all the fraternity houses for someone and they always offer shots of bourbon and i'm always like well i took i drank a beer during the half marathon at shamrock nice um so yeah that was the game i played titanfall 2 is good like really it's 
It's some. Like, no, it's marathon, something special. Though. It, but it, no, it's way more so, fun than marathon. So your marathon is an hour, only an hour less than the Titanfall campaign. You could have played the entire, almost the entire Titanfall campaign within your marathon. I also, this is uh, a shooter campaign that I would consider playing again. Because well, nice. I think they're the, they make the collectibles really fun to get. Yeah. How much of the gameplay mechanics transition over to the to the multiplayer? multiplayer? I think it's a really good primer, like because a lot of them. But you are actually not gonna get the, like the time switching. No, thing. but you get like you learn all the tight, like it teaches you all the titans because there's, there's different titan loadouts. Um, this titan we call Benny. Well, they're like Scorch, <laughs> Robert, Ion, <laughs> Ralph. It's like Recore. Recore does give names like that. Like the, Ralph. Like like Benny. Oh, that's kind of cool. To, to the, the Jets. Um, but I think that's all I've been playing. I have Dishonored 2. I want to start that. Um, I, I have uh, Gears 4. I'm going to start that. That's, oh, yeah. We got to do Horde it's on, mode. It's on sale right now, too. Did you get your, your licensing issue figured out? So No, it's some fucking hot street no, garbage. It's, it's so it's, stupid. I don't know what's going on. It's a network driver issue. It's but I can play stupid. It. I can play it on my Xbox, so I'm just going to play it on my Xbox. No, you have a 1080. Like I, I know, oh. but I'd, I'd, I'd rather play the game oh. than not. <laughs> and like, No, Dan. <laughs> no, 1080. Let me come oh. fix it. I need more time. Let, let me fix it. it was gonna, it's one of those things where like, you have an issue with your PC, and you're like, oh, fuck this. And then eight hours go by, and you're like, I can finally play the game. And you look down, it's like midnight, you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the number of times I've, like, reformatted my computer, I'm like, this will take a few hours. And then, like, the day goes by, and I'm like, fuck. It's like, and then people are like, what did you do today? And I'm like, I formatted my computer. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned all the dust off of my motherboard. Did you want to talk about Westworld or Charlottesville? Oh, yeah, I went to Charlottesville. Um, I'll talk about that because I want to talk oh. about that because you know we Charlottesville's own one podcast. I'm behind yeah. on Westworld, so I'll, I'm. I'm talk on, about, okay, we can we'll talk about next week. About. I'll be catching up. Uh, I'll the, be catch up. It's on the, the upswing. The reason, yeah, the it's most good. recent it's, Westworld was good. It's all, it's all um, I I the am finale? trying to perpetually no, the, 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 no, the, the season. Yeah, I, it's the, a ten episode season. The last one I saw involved finding out some serious things about Bernard. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you're you're one behind. I'm now trying to convince Dylan. Uh, for as long as I will know him, that he is actually a host. Um, so eventually it will stick. Do you require any additional Absolutely services? not. <laughs> <laughs> for visual gag, I zip my quarter zip down a little bit more. Expose my breast. Nice. <laughs> so, Charlottesville. Uh, yeah, so, uh Wendy had to do a project for class where she had to go... S- do a field trip basically her own field trip and say like this is this is why this would be a good place to do a field trip so you were her student yeah uh so we <laughs> went so she wanted to go to it's endless caverns too and we get in the car and we start driving to endless caverns and then about 30 minutes through the drive i'm like i don't want to drive another hour and a half to endless caverns i look at her i'm like can we go somewhere else that's between here and endless caverns and i was like <laughs> <"Racking."> <laughs> can we like take your assignment and just not do it well, she could do whatever she wanted. It wasn't like she had to do oh, Endless yeah, Caverns. Yeah, yeah. So she dropped Dylan off at Charlottesville. She went to Endless Caverns. And <laughs> I just wasn't feeling a four-hour round trip that day. And I don't blame you. I hate. And so I was I like. I hate caverns. Do you want to go? Have. Fuck a cavern. I was like, I you want to go to Charlottesville? <laughs> we'll go to Monticello? Like, yeah. So we Monticello's went, cool. Yeah. Monticello's amazing. I and love Monticello. We went to. Uh, I've never heard of it. Did you see yeah. his like thing where like he can it. write letters? We didn't go inside the house. Oh. We did the grounds tour. I went to Monticello. It's Thomas Jefferson's Bro. house. Oh my god! Oh that. Yes, I know exactly what that is. I went to Monticello like twice a year, <laughs> I every didn't year. Didn't sleep up. much. 
Monticello. So there's this man. His name was Thomas Jefferson. TJ. He was the third president of the United hey, you States. Can't, you can't say Thomas Jefferson at UVA, though. You guys he, didn't see that? I did. No, but here... Okay, so here's the Wait, thing. What? People, what? People were coming out and being like, oh, this is so fucking stupid that people... That they're banning Thomas Jefferson because of insensitive safe space bullshit. The reason that they're saying we're not going to be using Thomas Jefferson quotes anymore is because that's that administration relies too heavily on being like, let's just talk about Thomas Jefferson instead of actually doing anything. And so well, they, I they feel were like saying that's most they of were Americans saying we're though. going to, we're going to stop relying on our, our history and our, our cred. That's well, we can talk about this later too, but that's not what the, the petition against school was. The petition to school was literally rooted in, well, we can get back. It doesn't matter. Anyway, talk about Monticello. Talk about Monticello. I think America as a whole has an obsession with the founding fathers. That I found a little mm-hmm. aggravating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, first we went downtown uh, to the downtown mall. Mm-hmm. A have you never been to Charlottesville? Two block before? strip of stores. No, I've never been to Charlottesville. It's oh. a mall. It's, 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 it's a walking mall. They have them in a ton of cities. Uh, it's very small. I mean, it was fine. And small the, mall. And the best part, small town. Small. Small. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart, small mall. <laughs> Big man, small wall. Just Paul Blart in a mall costume. I don't know what that is. It's just a walking mall. He's just crushed within this little box. Can I go to Claire's? The, uh... <laughs> I gotta go to Spencer's. Um, For everyone listening, it's an outdoor walking mall. It's not an actual mall. It's like it's, two blocks, though. No, it's, it's about long. nine. No. Okay. Dylan, Dylan. Does, when you go, don't, don't go down this path, Dylan. All right. Anyways, anyway, I will it's say that. that when you guys talked up that sky bar like 20 episodes ago, I was expecting something impressive, and it's this little glass corner store with a fucking patio on top. And I'm like, what is this? Sky bar's cool. Yeah. Sky bar's What'd you cool. expect? It's a rooftop bar. I don't know. That city. So, nothing in Charlottesville can be taller than the hospital. Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's a trauma center. Because mm-hmm. of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got it. Oh. Uh, the. I, it's just a very old city. It's a town. It's a, it's a, very, it's a, town. It's a town that grew out of itself. Yeah. Um, go up uh, 29, and you can see what oh, the shitty no, don't thing. Also, the how, thing you, how Charlottesville is just a poorly planned city. It's how, so bad. But how did you live there? Like, there's hills you, everywhere. You, you get really there, good running. It is running. a very hilly city, yeah. God. I what's was that, like, what's up like 29? Going up and down. It's just urban sprawl. Yeah. It's it's the short pump of Charlottesville. It oh. fucking blows. Ugh. The uh, and it's the only place that the city was really expanding, continually expanding. Because now they're expanding. It's slowly connecting to DC suburbs. They so built it's like a Dick Sporting Goods off Avon Street. What, what did I do? I unleashed. <laughs> I opened Pandora's Sorry. box. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Straws Podcast. There's Continue. two roads. There's 29 and 64. Right. The uh, so we were looking for somewhere to have lunch, and we messaged uh, the group, and Mason recommended Bogos, and Bogos is already like Bodos. Bodos. And Bodo is literally like Bodo's right off. Bodo. Well, there's three. The which... 64 exit. Well, I'm thinking of that one. So you come into the city, and then there's the street. Oh, the one. It's one by Best Buy. Oh, by Meadowbrook. Yeah, it's the one. And then you I take, used to live on Meadowbrook Road. You take the left and you go straight towards That's downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go towards Barracks Road, that place sorry had a tiny ass parking lot that was packed, and then a line going out the door. Was it a Saturday? Yes, it's Saturday yeah. during football season. Oh you yeah, can't go. That's ridiculous. You can't I didn't go. want. I mean, I didn't want to. I was like, what? you're you're like in walking distance from there to the football stadium. Yeah, to UVA football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a long walk. It'd be like a mile walk. But yeah, but you're. It's, but it's you could. Everyone's get your going there for and... to get stuff for tailgating. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't understand. But yeah, so so we went. So we got we got lunch. Went to the South Street Brewery, which is South cool Street's place. cool. It's yep. a cool place. 
I haven't been uh, there since uh, since um, Blue Mountain brought, bought it. Bought Tower Street. What I, is I, I went last year? I, Blue Mountain's way was always way better than the Love old the South Street. Nelson. So. What's the name of that beer they have? It's like Satan's Satan's, Satan's Pony. Pony. Satan's Pony. Wendy really likes that beer and didn't know that they made it. Yeah. yeah. Because they have it at Guar Bar. Yeah. And she's like, oh, they have Satan's Pony here. It's like, oh, they make Satan's Pony. Nice. Well, it's cool because South Street kind of like I feel like they were on the. The way that Hardywood was too, like this, the whole craft brewery thing took off because a lot of these started popping up, but they were there. South has been around forever. Yeah, and they were never that good, but then they got bought by Blue Mountain, and now they're a lot better. It's a very nice place. And yeah. their distribution's blown up, which you can tell by having because, the, and that was getting bought yeah. by Blue Mountain. But yeah, so we went there, and then we drove up to Monticello, and to drive up to Monticello, you were I was just nervous about five parking. minutes from my high school. Really? Oh, because Monticello, Monticello high. high School. <laughs> just look to the right a little bit on a second hill. There's just a high school <laughs> just plopped down there. It kind of is that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we went to Monticello. Monticello's cool. You didn't go inside of it, though. I didn't feel So like what'd you do? Oh, God. I just, I just walked around. So the, nice. Did you go to the gardens and stuff? Yeah, I walked gardens around. Are really gardens are really cool. Even walking around underneath the building is I just, really cool. Oh, all the spaces? Cool. I don't I don't like tours. Like, we didn't do the, 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 the slave house tour that mm-hmm. they do up and down the vegetable garden. The slave house tour is okay but the interior house tour is so i i love historical tours um so i am admittedly biased in that regard because i do love that experience he's also thomas but there there i have not been to a better historical house tour than monticello it's a cool house to the point where whenever anyone comes from out of town when i've lived since i've lived in virginia i almost always take them to monticello i've been on that tour probably a dozen times um i i i I, I love it i would do it if um like i would go back and do it but that, I feel like that's something you have to plan ahead for. Yes, because we, we got there by like, it was like two. When oh, we yeah. got there, and it's like, all right, you know, and you're you know going, why I recommend it for you, Dylan, versus a lot of other historical ones is because the innovation and architecture of what the man did in designing the place was fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it was like, like being cool in stuff. a cartoon character house. Yeah. He's got it's, he's got a dumbwaiter. He's got a dumbwaiter in the side. He's got his the, his handwriting thing that the, writes it twice. Yeah, the fireplace in the dining room has a dumbwaiter in the side of it just for wine. It goes right down to the wine cellar, <laughs> so you could like bring wine up. Nice. It was fantastic. One his beds in a weird spot too. Like his it's bed awesome. is in the center of his office. It's awesome. Like, he had a, he had like an ice house where they put all the yeah. ice, and then because of the draft, it kept it cool. Like I think that's cool. Like before the, refrigeration the, existed, we I, have to. I agree that I think the the U.S. were way too obsessed with the founding fathers. However, Thomas Jefferson was. Fucking brilliant! The you man can, was. You can tell he's from Charlottesville. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> no, I, I'm just saying. Hey, I'm all, listen, dude. I think he's. I think he's cool. Like my mom when she, cool. when my mom went to Rome, she did the the Sistine Chapel tour. Yeah. And I don't know if I'd want to do a Sistine Chapel tour. It's you like have to wait in line for a really long yeah. time. Well, also, I've taken art history. I can look up at the ceiling and mm, I can appreciate the art. And mm, I'm you know having seen the Sistine Chapel. I'm not yeah, trying to I've downplay. Taken art history too. There's a big difference between seeing the Sistine Chapel in a book and seeing the no, Sistine Chapel No, I'm not saying that person. me learning it in class means I don't want to go there. I'm saying if I go there, I don't want to have someone explain it to me. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. They just hurdle you through like cattle and you yeah. get to look up for two seconds and then they yell at you for oh, taking Oh, I thought they out. like say something. No, there's no tour. And it's not, just Oh, because you can't talk in the Sistine Chapel. No. That's right. No, it's just a really long line and you just walk through this that. line and then you get in and you look up and you're like, oh. And then you keep walking. <laughs> go to the signatory room. Yeah. Can you talk in there? I don't know. It's, it's where the Pope signs his papers, and it has a big uh, Raphael. Signs his checks. Press him. <laughs> Pope to God. <laughs> I gotta pay the electric it's just, it's bill. Just like, um, Pope. Hey, I'm at the Pope. Well, and the problem is also you're in your Carter's Mountain is a big thing in the fall too, and it's all the same road. Is that the orchard? Orchard. Yeah, we drove by that. Yeah, like that'd Carter be cool. Rocks. Is that Mickey, where, is Mickey that where you Tavern? Go? 
Yeah, I tried to get a job at Mickey Tavern two years in a row, and they fucking turned me down. Like, like sir, you're nine bitches. years old. We can't accept this application. I was 11 the first time I applied because my mom was like, you can go get a busboy job. And they're like, you can't work here. It's not legal at all. <laughs> when you grow up in the restaurant industry, like everything's legal. Um, no everything? rules. Everything. 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 When you work in your parents' restaurant. Everything. Uh, but you liked the, the grounds? You liked walking around yeah, the grounds? Fun. Yeah, it was a very beautiful spot. Did you see any UVA kids refer to themselves as first year, second year, third year, fourth year? Yes. And they have that discount. Crazy. Where it's like if you live in a county next to Charlottesville, you get like a 10% discount or something. Yeah, yeah. If you live in Albemarle or one of the neighboring counties. And Wendy, Wendy didn't see, because there's a map. It's like these are the counties that can get this discount. When it comes out, she's like, we're from Richmond? And she's like, no. Too far <laughs> away. Sorry. <laughs> You're not worth. It's all right. Charlottesville Too and Richmond <laughs> are part of the battle of who owns Edgar Allan Poe. Which is funny because did did you hear that that, uh, they now think that Edgar Allan Poe may not not only not have lived here, but may have never actually stepped foot in this city and there's a museum. Oh, that's wild. The museum's cool. He's actually buried in Baltimore, so at least the Baltimore thing. I thought it was a Baltimore thing. My wife had her senior prom in in high school over his grave. That's metal as fuck. Right? (laughs) Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, Kel's high school prom, her senior prom, was like over... The, there's like a, there's a it's like a like crypt a, there's like a ballroom over the crypt or something like that and apparently what? that's where they have their that's so prom. cool yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course you think that's cool yeah yeah that's that's alex <laughs> right no man the guy that wrote the poem about the knocking in the walls like come on i don't know if i want to be in that because doesn't he write the tell tell heart yeah tell yeah yeah rap 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 well that's that's never ever that's the raven did i tell you i once rap 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 on my chamber you once took a girl on it yes you told me that to what we walked around the cemetery yeah, cool. yeah, my stepbrother also would go into cemeteries and burn incense and be a fucking... I was a like, what, like, what is that? We did not burn he, any he's incense. He's like, hey, you want to go hang out at a cemetery? And I'm like, no, I want to play fucking Mario, dude. What the <laughs> fuck happened to you? Last year, we were like having sword fights in the yard, and now you're weird. <laughs> and then a year later, I was like, all right, let's go walk around the cemetery. One sword fight too many. <laughs> Have you ever walked around uh, uh, a graveyard when it snowed? Uh, no. That's cool. It's it a cool is cool experience. We should take me And then you bury yourself. Scare I like whenever it snows in Richmond. I just I just walk around, and there's not dead people everywhere. Catches, and it's, still, it's also cool walking around. The snow is cool. We're gonna get a lot of snow this year. Oh. Fuck what what I love snow. The tea leaves have spoken. Uh no WX. See, I love I love first snow. I love like that that looks cool. I love but first the, blood. First blood. <laughs> but the second <laughs> who draws first blood? The second it gets all slushy on the roads love or it it. it Locks my car into the parking spot. It's yeah, just like. Also, do you car. remember how they just didn't plow last year? Right. Yeah. That the was the city a mess. of Richmond has decided to not plow. My car can drive around the snow fine. So, Sorry. but not when they don't plow around it and there's two feet around it. You just drive up on it. Get up on that snow. Your car. Your car, car racing. No. Yeah. My car could do it. My car could do it even less. No, my car. My car is like I'm not. I'm not being facetious. Like my car is very good in the snow. Oh, like, I know. It's an all-wheel drive. Two feet like, that they don't plow. My car fucking. I just. All right, we're gonna put your money where all your right. mouth is. You're gonna come pick me up. Yeah, I will. I will. You, I will. Yeah, I you're took gonna... you home a bunch of times. You did. Yeah. My car fucks. Your car's good in the snow. <laughs> yeah, your car's fine, Dylan. We're not. We're not worried about your car. Wait, why don't we just take uh, your Rav Four? Your Rav Four's probably good in the snow. The CRV, whatever. They're the same car. Why did I think you had? We you do, we do, four. we do drive the CRV in the snow. The C-Max, I do mix up. Like, C-Max C-Max is is not, I no. do mix up Rav Fours no. and CRVs yeah. like all the time. <laughs> I'll be like, the "Hey, that's Sarah's letter. car." Wait a second. <laughs> CR5. It's, it's still just a four-cylinder, like 
it's not like it's got that much horsepower to it though. And, and but it ah. does it does have four wheel drive, so that mm-hmm. that helps. Anyway, snow. News. No. Fucking challenge too. I swear to God. Uh, WRX. It won't be long. I have some headlines. Something, something, Ooh, what do you got, Dylan? Well, we got it. Well, I think Dan's got to roll out soon. Yeah, half an hour. Good. Got half an hour. Okay. You always want to cut it off. Just cut it there. Shh. I appreciate you. Oh, I want to hear about Suicide Squad, though. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I feel bad because I feel like Dan never got his due when we were talking about it because we had it on with Rich. Yeah, but we you were and talking I talked about it for, yeah. a li- for a little while. But I'll, I'll happily rehash how but, terrible it is. <laughs> Suicide Squad impressions. Mason Brown. Um, Mason's making a face right now. Give me the best thing about that movie. And give the me the end. The worst thing. <laughs> uh, okay. So apparently Margot Robbie and Will Smith are yeah, fine. I, I didn't like Margot Robbie. But um but I don't I I mean, I liked her portray like it's fine. But I just didn't like I could not figure out where Harley Quinn even fit in that no, story. Like, no, no. Um I will say that I like I like Will Smith as Deadshot. He's yep. cool. And I thought that like his he of all the characters probably had the most arc. I guess. But that's it was why, still so contrived and oh, trite. And it was so fucking like, he has a daughter. <laughs> and you're like, okay. We've never seen that before. Yeah, um, it was. Have you, you still haven't I seen like it, Alex, Batman, and you haven't it, seen it? I've, see, I've like, seen probably half of it uh, through various clips, it. and I've, I know the entire plot. Yeah, I know the, I know the plot. I don't There's know. no plot. There is no plot. Sorry, I know the shot by shot list. I know Enchantress is like. A stupid storyline. Big, terrible. Big bad. It's terrible. Why is it oh, terrible it's though? So it's bad. just it's just poorly like I it's, it's there's no it's not there. It's not there's the movie's incoherent. Like, it is it incoherent. Fucking, it is it is just doing one thing and then doing another thing. Yes. And it's, and it's just song, For, song, song, yes. song, song. Um it's and terrible. it's poorly it's a lot of the action's muddy. It's hard to tell what's going on. Yep. It's a lot of it's very a poorly lot edited of exposition that doesn't make any sense. The Joker sucks. I mean, I hated that. I hated the Joker. Yeah, there's no. But they don't walk that line at all. I will say for me though, the rest of the movie was so bad that I actually was looking forward to when the the brief moments he would come back on the screen because it gave it some kind of texture. <laughs> sure. And whereas here's it, a dead pig. But that's more a testament of how bad the rest of the film was. Because the, I agree with you. I did so not. The, the like cool thing that, about the Joker, Joker is like being an agent of chaos, and like sure, but like. I just yeah. hated his portrayal of it. Yeah, oh, I agree. I liked. Also, Captain Boomerang, is like, just, why? Why? There's there's so many characters in that movie. I don't understand why Doc, uh, Croc, Croc Man, Killer Croc, Killer Croc, Killer Croc, because Doctor Croc, Croc. Croc is from Spider Man. Yeah, um, uh, you're thinking of the the, the lizard. lizard. The lizard. Doctor Croc sounds about right though. Yeah, Killer Croc. That's like the Amalgam comic Croc it's, from Donkey Kong. It's, it's Killer Croc, and that's King K. Rule. Close is there enough. a Dr. Croc? I mean, <laughs> Dr. the Crocker? lizard wears a lab coat, so... Alright, uh, I'll count that. I mean, there was he basically one where like, made Smith Killer Croc shoots a, a metal shooting range thing enough that the bullets go through. That was kind of cool, because he's so accurate. Um, Does he have his stupid wrist guns? Yeah. I like Deadshot's wrist guns. Well, that costume looked good. I did? Yeah. It's a good costume. Um, He's the only one that looked good. Uh, it feels like Killer Croc is, a, is weird in that movie, because they basically just made him a like a black guy. Oh, it was, it was, and then they lean into it at the end when they're putting him back in prison. And, and they're like, like I want what's BET? the one thing you want? I want BET. 
You're wow. Like, I know. Yeah. It's really bad. That's bad. It's really yeah. bad. That's like the bad racial stereotypes of Transformers show, too bad. And then they show, yeah. it's not oh, just like, God, it's not just like so him bad. watching BET. It's like him watching like booty dancing on BET. Oh man. Because that's what he wants. That's what I'd want. It's fucking terrible. I, I, that, his character design weirds me out because I'm always familiar with Killer Croc with the snout. Yeah. Like it looks more oh, alligator. Totally. So he's just this guy that has sharp teeth and scales. Mason's shaking his head. The whole thing was just such a colossal fuck. I wanted to see it. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Uh, Batman vs. Superman Not in a good way. is that, a bad movie. It's a bad movie. But Batman vs. Superman started, had a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what happened. To it. That's no, the thing. Suicide Squad has 25 minutes of exposition and then another hour and a half of poorly edited Music videos. Music videos, yeah. basically. Not even, like, <laughs> not even, like, <laughs> like, there's no... Blitzkrieg bop. The movie never introduces stakes. No, like, no. Just, you never care. You never nothing. care about anything that they're doing. They, they tried it with Will Smith's daughter, but like, ah, just... Nope. Why is that even relevant, though, to the plot? Nope. I feel like... Because they're, they're trying to get their freedom. I yeah, guess. no, I get that, but it's like focusing nope. on one character when you have an ensemble it's, cast. seems yeah. so bad. So bad. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's funny that Superman... It's funny that Superman versus Batman looks better by comparison. In retrospect, yeah, and I haven't seen because Batman of Suicide v Superman, Squad, but yeah, that's crazy. That was a fun movie to just laugh at. It's fine. What kills me about Suicide Squad though is that it's offensive. Suicide Squad is still going to be deemed as successful by the industry, even though it's a terrible film, and that's why terrible films keep getting made because these movies make money. It's because the people in charge at DC's film division are just a bunch of suits who couldn't really care less about the integrity of their properties. Well, I think also Zack Snyder's too obsessed. Could not care less. Being yeah, Zack Snyder. Well, sorry to drum that up, but I was just curious. I thought about it. No, I wanted, I forgot that I, I mean, it was, it was, Tim and I were just literally like, what? Why? Like, why? And I was, I mean, I, it was a great movie because I had to literally, I was doing design work. And because it was there and it was so bad, it forced me to focus on my work. <laughs> is Sarah there? Did Sarah watch it? She watched the very end of it. Mm. She got home. She gets home for work later. Well, to make you feel better, uh, fuck Suicide Squad because Doom can now run on the MacBook Pro touch bar. Maintaining the eternal fact Doom? That Doom can run anything on anything. Oh, like the whole game oh, is the run. original the Doom. entire game. You can run it on just the touch on bar? On the touch bar. That's fantastic. Someone has ported it to, which is just watch OS. That entire thing is just watch OS. Really? Yeah. And it's like what's watch OS? They're, they're, the, the operating Apple system watch. for the watch? Oh, God. Oh, watch OS. I thought you said watch it, Wes. Yep. Like, watch it, Wes. Watch it, Wes. Watch it, Wesley. Wes Anderson. Wesley Snipes. I was thinking, oh man, I, for, I forgot he's a person. But yeah, someone thought it was, you know, a good idea to put. <laughs> I bet, I bet the IR, he wishes the IRS would too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but someone decided to put Doom on Touch Bar. Huh. Best use of and now the world's yet. a better place. Yeah, <laughs> now the world's a better place. <laughs> All our problems but are solved. <laughs> it's like because the resolution on that thing is like 1024 by like 70. Wow. So it's just a super stretched <laughs> yeah. out. That was what image. I was thinking. Like, <laughs> it's like super flat, and then. And then they were like, okay, we can make this a little better. So they just ported the, the ammo bar onto the touch bar. So I guess you could play Doom on the screen and look down in the t- in the in your health in the character portraits there. That's a neat. touch bar thing would be cool for certain games though, like yeah. inventory management, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like what but, the but it's like what the Wii U Yeah. You know. It's what the should be. Game should have been. I mean, I think the Wii U 
had people talk about uh, Wind Waker, yeah, being a good use of the the, yep. the tablet. Well, and obviously, Super Mario, Mario Maker. Maker. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um. The NES Classic is fucking nowhere. Nowhere. It is. Nowhere. Well, it's on eBay for lots and lots it's of money. It's on eBay for like a minimum of two hundred dollars. <laughs> this is insane. I've got an NES Classic. Shut not up. a not an NES Classic, an but NES. I've got an NES and all the games that you play on it. Actually, only about half the games. NES oh, you can get an NES Classic, huh? They're really easy to find. Yeah. Go to Adafruit.com, buy a Raspberry Pi, and fucking do what everyone <laughs> else does. Someone broke it open. I don't know what's in there. I don't know if it's, it's its own. It's its own board. It's a proprietary it's, board. It's not any. It's it's what you expect it to it's be. Silicon glitter. And it's it's the whatever hardware on chip stuff. Apparently the uh, Wii U. Yeah. So these things aren't anywhere. Um, Walmart was like doing a short sale every day this past week. Every Friday or yeah. every day at five p.m. You could go on and they'd be sold out in a minute. Yep. Every store got like five units. So I knew people that like went. I read that people went there and they were like fifth in line and there were six of them so they're like none of these things which yeah. you know it's gonna be the tickle me elmo of the 2016 it's gonna be the Wii. season it's gonna be the Wii of 2016 yeah it's literally just another hardware shortage do we know when the switch is launching march march yeah they're doing uh an announcement of what game what the launch lineup's gonna be in January. Is it Skyrim? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I hate that this so, is like they won't come out and confirm it. Yeah, it's so even stupid. Even during that interview and he's like, he's like, I think it's great hardware. I'm I like, really you like showed the, the game on it. It's in the first ad for it's this not product. not Zelda. Yeah, Zelda's missing the launch window. Yep. That bothers me. But uh, It'll come out when it's done. Yeah, I know. Zelda. It's just... But it's my money and I want it now. I never, I don't ever mind delays. <laughs> I want it now. <laughs> Take a delay over. I mind delays on Zelda because it's the third time it's been delayed. So, and I've been waiting for that game for so fucking also, long. Also, like by the time that comes out, like, I mean, they're stopping production on Wii U. They already have, yeah. So it's, it's, it's just funny, like what the tale of the Wii U is going to be with. All right, here's, here's Zelda. I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy it. Slightly upgraded virtual boy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a, are you going to get it for Wii or are you going to get it for Switch? I'm gonna get it for Wii U. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy a Switch. I'm buying a Switch. You're not buying a Switch. No. When ever, I heard that, ever? The, that, that there's a I chance mean, that the Pokemon, the Pokemans, will come to it, I was like, oh, oh yeah, man. I think that's gonna be a launch Pokes. title. I think. I think when the Sun and Moon. Yeah, I think, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait until I hear the other titles. So right, remember we had this conversation when we were over the summer when, we, when Pokemon Go was a thing, and I was like, I bet you that there's gonna be a Pokemon title that uses GPS with the new with at the time NX all that and you guys were like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put money on it now that oh yeah because, there's not, not going to be any sort of when you look at the patent there's a GPS thing in there is the, yep there's GPS in the switch so I don't think patents are indicative of no anything. but I, I I think if Nintendo I'll see it play out I think I think Nintendo is gonna I mean scenario is ten dollars I mean I just, I what are you ten dollars the, the question is the overwatch free weekend how, oh, how are people yeah, going right. to hold that walking around? How what what? How do you think people are going to hold that screen walking around? I mean, it's meant to be a portable game. You mount right, it on your like head. Portable system. It's like a. I, I it's like know. an iPad Mini is the size of the screen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh wait, really? That's small. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Yeah, I want one. I'm, I'm, I'm too. But also, I'd pay if it's if it's the right price. I'm excited. For I would you guys pay two hundred fifty dollars to play the five Nintendo games that come out a year for it for the next three years. Like I mean, that's worth it. Yeah, we bought into the Wii U. And, I mean, how many? I don't regret how many Wii U games do you own? I have. See that's that's why I'm hesitant Three? to buy a Switch. Is I bought a Wii U and now I've got like four games because uh, and most of the games that I play on it are Mario virtual Kart console. 8. I bought the Wii U. It came with Mario Kart Eight, and I love Mario Kart Eight. Mario that's Kart Eight really is great. a phenomenal game. 
I own that. I got Smash I Bros. Wii U. Captain Toad. I own Captain Toad's great. Mario 3D World. I own Super Mario Maker. Mario Maker. I own Wind Waker. It's my five games. And I have Tim bought Lego Star Wars for it. I'm, I'm gonna buy. I, still, I haven't had a chance to, but I'm gonna buy the um, uh, Twilight Princess remaster. Uh, yeah. you know, it's I. Th- I was disappointed because I expected more out of the Wii U. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, but, yeah. I'm on it's board for the Switch. Star Fox Zero. <laughs> the um, it's sad. Oh, I think I still think I still carry the idea. I don't think there's gonna be a next Nintendo handheld. I don't think so. Either. I agree. Didn't we get in a huge discussion about this? Well, we, yes. No, we talked about if the how long the 3DS lifespan is after the Switch came out. That was the big. If argument. they put Sun and Moon on the Switch, like all the rumors says, I think that tells you that that's where their priority is going. Like, if they move Sun and Moon to the Switch in 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 year 2017, to me that tells you like every major franchise that was a 3DS franchise is going. I'm to curious the what kind of technological, um, like how hard that would be from a software standpoint to port it to that because it's a different cart and it's, oh, that's a good point. it might be a no different idea. engine might be different software so like, they have like months not, to do it <laughs> get it done well i mean i just think that if, if sun and moon comes out in the switch that's indicative of where their priority is i would not want it to be sun i would want it to be whatever the next next one is of not even like pokemon ass and penis but like oh. the the man, I can't wait for that one to come out. <laughs> it's interesting that the voice actors guild is protesting that one too. <laughs> but like the the voice actors guild, I want them to do their their Pokemon Coliseum, Pokemon Stadium, but open world. Like I want, I want them to do the the the, the console RPG. Oh, I, I, get, I, get, I, get, yeah, I don't want them to just port the handheld one. I think that um, the only reason I would think that that's what is to show people that this is where you're going to get Pokemon now. You know what I mean? But also, if they're willing to dilute that as only being a 3DS thing, that tells me that they're sending the 3DS to die. Never. You know what system I will buy when it comes out, though? The PS4 Pro? No, this the SNES Classic. Because, man, that shit is going to be awesome. I have one of those, too, I'd actually. probably buy that. It's going to be awesome. I'd buy it. Yeah. I want to I get this NES Classic, but no one has it. Yeah, So, same. I'll wait. I mean, I'll if I get a Switch, I won't buy it, but... I have no desire for the NES Classic. Because I saw the cable length for the controllers, and the only way I can play the NES Classic is by sitting a foot away you, from my You can get an extender. They but that's what makes it classic. Extender. No, no, no. Have you seen the comparison charts for Why the original the controller? NES I controller? I know. It's I've, literally half the length of an original NES controller. That's weird. Is it really? Yes. That's really bad. Yes. That's really bad. It's like, so I don't dumb. Su- I just don't want to, like, I don't want to support. I get that it's this cool, like, nostalgic thing, but that's just bad it's product okay, design. You can be wrong. <laughs> also, the only way to save your game is that you physically have to stand up and press the reset button. Yeah, that that Ooh. that kills me. But it's a UX disaster. Because the you, whole the whole point of buying that is so that you can actually play Zelda Two because Zelda Two is unplayable <laughs> on the cart because you can't save. Yeah. But Zelda Two actually becomes a fun game when you can save. You can dump your or ROM. you could just buy it on Virtual Console and which is what I did. But um, yeah. so two interesting things about that controller. One, if Deuces. you use a Wii Classic controller. There's extra buttons on the Wii Classic controller, and one of them doubles as the reset button, so you uh-huh. can so you can save. Number two, apparently that port, that Wii controller nunchuck mm-hmm, controller mm-hmm. port, takes data. That's interesting. So oh, someone's gonna save, hack this thing. You can save me to your Wiimote. Don't you remember how there's, you there's there's local me. memory on the Wiimotes. Uh, that's okay. That's why I that, think that's why. It but it's not do. supported. Like they're not using it for the NES Classic. Oh, okay. But someone could, just like they do when they when someone like. ROM hacks uh, SNES 
and shunts all this data through the controller port. They could do the same exact thing with this thing. Oh, and, and like start programming it that way yeah, or whatever. Like here's, you know, snake. I love that stuff. On the NES. That's how they do all the Mario hack levels. Also, people are talking about, so since there's only 30 games on this thing, people are talking about the, the next iteration. They're probably just going to sell another one that has a different color to it. And it has 30 other games. And right? longer controllers. Well, they'd have to get a lot more third-party stuff. because they. Yeah. yeah. I want it to be the NES 101 model. Should be the second one. The top loader with the the dog bone looks like controllers. The, looks like the, the Famicom. Well, it's not. Like, kind of. isn't that just like the precursor to the SNES? No, it's a, it's a, it's a NES, but they It was re- the top-loading NES. It's a top-loading NES because the front loader doesn't work well. So they redid yeah. it. In like '96, and sold it for like a hundred bucks. Have you never seen this? You know, in NES, yeah. it was an NES. It came yeah. out in '96. Didn't come out in '96. It was way because the SNES came no, out. It came out like, came out like the, it came yeah. out early. It came out around 90s. the same time as the SNES. When did the Super Nintendo come out? '92, '91, '91. I had an SNES, and I was might have actually been '89 when it was released. But here, I'll show you. I think, I think, I think the SNES was '89. This thing, never seen this, or Mason? No, that's cool though. Yeah, that's the second iteration. Nintendo. So it's a top oh, loader. Oh, I have seen this. And it's a dog bone controller like this. It looks Nintendo. like an SNES. They, that to me looks like the thing that came out before the SNES. But it has a red color palette instead of the purple. Yeah, uh, which is which is like the Famicom. Yeah. yeah well, so the, the Famicom, Famicom is like white. So the white Famicom, so they made a Famicom mini for That's what Japanese territories. That's what I want. That one sucks even more because it's short ass wires and you can't disconnect the controllers because the controllers are built into the system. That sucks. That's stupid. But Love it's it. 60 bucks for 30 games. Like, I. Man, no, I'll, I think that, like the cost, like the yeah, I think it's a good value. Yeah, I think it's just poorly, poorly built, poorly made. I will play Final Fantasy One, and I will be happy. Do you like Final Fantasy One? Yeah, that's my favorite Final Fantasy. Is oh. it the Final Fantasy? Finalist? No, there, there's like fourteen others. <laughs> hey, Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Returns. Final Fantasy Fifteen looks really cool. It does. I want to play. Actually, play it. I want to play Easy Rider, the JRPG. If if I'm gonna play a JRPG, I want the cheesiest fucking. I want the the idea that the game is a road trip is cool to me also the combat looks incredible yeah he's like jumping everywhere being all teleporty whatever like that like me some kingdom hearts it looks like kingdom hearts i never played kingdom hearts did you oh, any more so any more i got a stories? couple um uh most valuable pokemon card sold for four fifty four thousand dollars oh wow which one so it's this special illustrator card. So it looks like a trainer card, but it says illustrator on it and it has a Pikachu and I don't know, Mr. Fuji, whoever the fuck, and it's holographic. Oh, and it was only given out in Japanese territories for like some magazine contest. Hmm. I think they only printed 40 hmm. and 10 only now exist in circulation. 10 are only known to exist. Huh. So someone sold his for $54,000 wow. on eBay. So fuck your Black Lotus. <laughs> is, it black, is that worth more than a Black Lotus? Some... The only Black Lotus I know of is like worth like 3K. Mm. That's a lot of money for a piece of cardboard. Yep. Right? Yep. That's rare. It's rare. I wish the Pokemon card game made. was a better card game. Mm. Mm-hmm. But what, what makes a bad card game? It's not. Okay. Well, I mean, so. Having, ne- loop- having never played Magic. Having only um, played Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon in Hearthstone. So what's really cool, I think, about card, any, any deck building game is the idea of creating the potential for combos, which is what Hearthstone's built on. It's what Maddox built on. Pokemon, by the nature of its energy mechanic, is not built on doing combos because there's no instant spells. There's no, there's no, your only interaction with the play space is I am playing monsters, I am playing items to help those monsters, but I can't, like, issue. 
Now, that might have changed since I've played it, but what's interesting about Magic is that you can play a card and I can counter your card yeah. while it's your turn phase and mm-hmm. it creates more uh, dynamic in each turn phase. And I think that the Pokemon is very static. Like, it's your turn, it's my turn. It's your turn, it's my turn. Yeah. Yeah, I, not I, a whole lot of depth. I think that's because of the recommended age, but I can... Oh, totally. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not... You know, and what Pokemon is makes sense. I just wish it was a better card game. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Fuck you, Pokemon, you little kid. It's not for me. You know what I mean? Magic is for me. Dominion's for me. Um, Netrunner. Hearthstone is for me. Oh, uh, Netrunner. <laughs> Solitaire is for me. What, what was that? My podcast episode. <laughs> Sol- Solitaire. It's a card game. Hey, yo, play, you solitaire. You little kids, you're playing your, you're that, playing it, your magic. Is that what we're closing on? <laughs> solitaire's for me. You can find Dan Cotting at dancotting.com. <laughs> he has blog posts on Cinematic VR, which is a medium article list collection. You can find Dan at solitaire's for me. You can find Alex at alexrice.click. No, at alexrice.net. You should buy that, though. I should. should. Alexrice.zone. All the dot blog domains just came out. You can find Dylan Ovento at the State Auditor website. APA.Virginia.com.blog is a top level subject. Feels really late. Should do Alice Rice, AlexRice.com. I think you should do Alice Rice. <laughs> AliceRice.com. Alice and Chains.Rice. AliceandChains.Cooper. AliceandChains.Chris Daughtry. Boom. Chris, hey, Chris Daughtry, Daughtry, Daughtry Design.com. Chris Daughtry Design. <laughs> <laughs> CD. Oh, you CD should do dude. that. Or CD Squared, whatever you want. Oh, that's Chris Daughtry Fan Club.com. Zone. <laughs> you should, should make a bunch of pixel art, call it Chris Daughtry Design.com, and it make it look like you're Chris Daughtry designing a bunch of pixel art. But like really bad pixel, pixel art. You should do a pixel that's all I got. pixel art, Chris Daughtry. It's Thanksgiving. What are you guys thankful for? Um. <laughs> <laughs> not going to those fucking caverns alright we'll go to Dan Dan what are you thankful for oh man I'm thankful to be in a place doing things I love doing with people that I love being around and uh, having the opportunity to to just do cool shit Mr. Cool Rice people. that was really nice Dan you, you took all the good stuff um, I'm I'm kidding. I'm thankful. You, guys, you guys suck at this. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I'm I'm doing something with my life that makes me incredibly happy around people who who also make me better as a person. No, that's what I'm thankful for. Well, fu- well fuck you. <laughs> I'm, I'm regret, thankful. I, I took yours. To I'm, I'm thankful. I upset you. I'm thankful for Dan. I'm thankful for Mason. I'm thankful for Alex. I'm thankful for Alice. I'm thankful for audio interfaces. I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for supply shortages on the NES. I'm thankful for recyclable coffee cups. I'm thankful for Charlottesville. I'm thankful for video games. I, I assume this is where you slowly fade out the podcast. I'm thankful it's going to stop soon. I'm thankful for turkey. Wait, I want to be thankful. No, you don't get to be thankful. Wait, Mason, what are you thankful for? Um, I'm thankful that. You know, in spite of everything that's been going on, that we get the opportunity to sit in my room like a bunch of assholes and geek out about video games for a few hours a week. Um, and I think that, you know, if there has ever been a time where talking about stuff like video games is as important as, you know, I think it's now. I think that it's a space that deserves the attention that we give it, and I'm glad that we get to do it. So I am thankful for it. 
Um, you know what I'm not thankful for? I'm scared to say it. Say it. Thanksgiving dinner talk? <laughs> oh. No, I don't know. I, I was going to have something clever, but I couldn't think of anything. So, yeah. You should, you know, it's good. It's good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>